What's going on, guys? Welcome to a special podcast that I'd like to call Renegade Arcade Theater. As you can as you can tell by this clever crossover title, we're reviewing the more the new Mortal Kombat movie. My name is Mike, as you can see. I'm joined by my fresh takes and zero hour co-host, Brock. Yo. Our fearless leader and birthday boy, Kiona. Yeah. Hey guys, <laughs> how's it going? And, and we got the director himself, Josh and Crystal. Yo. Hello. <laughs> All right, so. And they're swanky new digs. Yes. Yes. If you're yes. if you're watching this like on the on the live thing, this is our new setup now, and because of that, we should be able to participate in a lot more podcasts. So awesome. Be ready to be more annoyed by me. That's yes. all I'm gonna oh, say. Do they know? Annoyed never. Oh no. yeah, and one week quick thing before we jump into the brutality of it all. I want to make this public for everybody. They can't see it probably, but <laughs> yeah. you can probably see the glow. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. 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 Yeah. Yes. Wow. Awesome. How long All have right. you guys been together? We've been together. We're going to be going on five yeah, years five come years. August 31st. Awesome. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Has yeah. it been five years? My That's God. That's crazy. I know. It's weird. It's like I'm trying to come up with like a good Mortal Kombat style pun, but <laughs> it is glorious. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Crystal said yes, and it is glorious. Perfect. You could say I told her to get over here in my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, before we go too off the rails. Um, so this film is allegedly um, part of a four-part series. Um, this is directed by... Simon Simon McCoy, <coughs> written by Greg Russo and Dave Callahan, and produced by Todd Garner and James Wan. Yes, that James Wan. Yeah, I was shocked when I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so the film forgot. follows Cole Young, yeah. Yeah. a washed-up MMA fighter, unaware of his heritage, and hunted by Emperor Shang Tsung's best warrior, Sub Zero. He seeks out and trains with Earth's greatest champions. So you got Sonya Blade, Jax, Kano for some reason. And of course, uh, Liu Kang and Kun Lao. As they prepare to stand against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. Um, Kiona, since you're the birthday boy, I'm going to throw it to you first. Um, what do you think of this movie? I'm going to, um, I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to give my, my spoiler-free thoughts first. Uh, which I think we should all do, and then kind of go into spoilers later on after that. You're so I like that. Let's call this the spoiler-free portion of it. What I will say about this movie, first of all, the positives. I think it's <laughs> it's actually it's filmed quite well. Um, yeah, I, oh, I yeah. feel like the the cinematography the cinematography is good. Um, some of the soundtrack I liked. Um, I thought uh, I I thought. My man Hanzo Hasashi, aka Scorpion, was pretty awesome. Uh, that opening sequence with him and and Bihan, uh, Sub Zero, was actually very very 
cool. No pun intended. <laughs> um, I think that, uh, I think that the fight choreography, like the, the fight scenes and stuff were pretty awesome. Actually, like the fatalities were really cool. Um, you know, it's, it's a pretty, pretty good one-to-one -one translation of some of those fatalities. Like they did a, they, they did a pretty damn good job on that. Um, all the actors are pretty game. Like they, they came in there and actually gave it their all, uh, especially with the martial arts stuff. Um, for me, I think, other than Scorpion, I think my my favorite characters were like Kano because he's just so freaking funny, yes. and Sonia was really good. Uh, she's a babe. I love Sonia. Yes, God, she was so good. Um, who else was good? I liked uh, Tadanobu Asano as Raiden. Yeah, um, I I thought that was actually a solid <clears throat> casting right there. Even like. Maybe he had some issues with the English a little bit, but it seemed like he, you know, he just, yeah, that, that's that guy's like a solid, solid actor. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say that there were definitely some positives, some things that I really liked about the movie, uh, some things that I did not like about the movie. I did not like Cole. Um, I thought he was too much of an everyman for Mortal Kombat. Like, dude, you know, like, Dude has a family. He's a decent guy. I, I don't, he's not Mortal Kombat material. Um, you know, the tattoo thing reminded me a little too much of Annihilation um, with the, you know, the strange tattoos that happened when the guys got killed and all that. They were like, you know, temporary Shao Kahn family people. I don't know. It was weird in Annihilation. But anyway, uh, that that kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Like that sounded like a a, a Lawrence Kazanoff thing. Like he just became producer on this, and all of a sudden was like, "Dude, we should do tattoos." <laughs> um, the kids will love it. The, yeah, the, them kids love their tattoos, bro. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so that I had kind of an issue with, but uh some of the music i just like i got a little tired of the synth drums like i was i was wishing that that you know that maybe we kind of toned that down a little bit or just like recorded somebody on a taiko drum set maybe drum set i don't know if you call taiko drums a drum set anyway um yeah i mean and also the shang Tsung guy i i like chin han as an actor i think that maybe this was a, a you know it just yeah, he was he was okay. I you know, Carrie Tagawa's kind of iconic in that role. I know I'm comparing, I shouldn't do that, but you know. Um plus Carrie Tagawa is like a local Hawaiian dude. So like Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa who played him in the original film. Um so for me it you know, that was like a thing. I don't know. Shinhan's a good actor though, so I'll give him a pass. Um some of the editing in the fight scenes, I think, was maybe a bit heavy-handed. Some of the editing. You know, not a deal-breaker, but, you know, again, like, just pull the camera back and let me see these two guys fight. Um, Goro, for some reason, always gets his ass whooped. What is up with this? <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. get that. I really don't. Mm -hmm. But anyway... I mean that's that that's fine. Um 
Yeah, there there were definitely things that I would criticize about this. I just thought Cole was a bit too cookie cutter. That was like my main like issue with him was that he was just a little too like I said, he was he was the everyman character and I understand why they did it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like sitting here going like, you know, you could have just made Hanzo your main character and just showed us the Nether Realm stuff. Like that would have been freaking awesome. Like him trying to get out of the Nether World, the the Nether Realm and then he comes back to Earth. And he's like on a revenge quest against Bihan and all this stuff. Like that would have been cool. But, you know, they decided to go in a different direction and make it about his bloodline. That's fine. At least he was like, at, at least it was kind of like built around Scorpion and not built around Liu Kang and, and the typical, like, uh-huh. you know, oh, Liu Kang is going to come and save us. And yeah, he's with the Order of Light and everybody's cool because they're the Order of Light. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I yeah, no katana. That's I have a, I, I have a thought about that. We'll yeah, I, that. I yeah, but go ahead. They're, they're they're saving her for the sequel. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one guy that that was in this movie that oh. I didn't think would be in this movie, and I was very happy that he was because they they did a pretty awesome job with him. Uh, but I'll save that for spoilers. Um, okay. So yeah, okay. Um, I don't know, Mike, who do you want to throw it to next? Um, let's start to Josh and Crystal. Okay. Okay, well, if you're watching on the feed, I think you can tell by the the nickname that we gave ourselves, the Cole Young Hate Squad. <laughs> I think that ought to give you a good indication, but um, I'm going to admit something. Me and Crystal are coming into this with a bit of a bias as well as a disclaimer that we we weren't able to give complete, brutally honest, totally ob- like objective thoughts or whatever, be- or yeah, objective thoughts or whatever, because we saw this in probably the best environment that you can see a film like this. We invited a bunch of friends over, a couple of whom knew a lot about Mortal Kombat, and most of everybody did not know anything. We had burgers and we had drinks, and we were incredibly smashed while watching it. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you, it is absolutely a ton of fun to watch with friends. It's kind of like the Mortal Kombat game, which... As you can see, if you can't see on the thing, I wanted to get into the hype. I actually bought Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath Collection just in preparation. It's the first time I've actually played Mortal Kombat since, um, what the hell is it called? Since Mortal Kombat, not Deception, but the Uh, Deadly Alliance? Deadly Alliance. Or was it Armageddon? Armageddon, yeah. Armageddon, that's what it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the PS2 and Xbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, good call. Good call. I haven't played it since that one. That was actually my first Mortal Kombat game too. And on my end, I'm coming into this. My only not knowledge about Mortal Kombat is that it's a game. <laughs> That's it. That's my Fair. only knowledge. Um, the last time I played it was on like a like a cheap little tiny arcade kind of looking console that you that your grandparents buy you <laughs> and it played only Mortal Kombat. You, oh, you, I gotcha. You, you didn't get to pick the characters. I think it was just Sub-Zero and Scorpion. 
Are you talking about like those old like LCD games that Tiger Electronics used to make and stuff? Like those. <laughs> it's like, like it was trying to be a plug and play, but there's no plug. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like one of those cheapy things that you can find at a Target for like twelve bucks in the toy section. Okay. Oh, I, th I think I might okay. have seen one of those before. Yeah. Oh, by the way, guys, before we go on, we have a comment. Oh, yes, um, we do. From uh, yeah. from Josh Craig. Who says, I wonder alongside sequels if they'll give each character their own film. A Bihan Sub-Zero film could be pretty interesting. Showcasing the Lin Kuei versus Shirai Ryu. Uh, built with butchered that spelling. Uh, rivalry would be interesting. Call it something like Sub-Zero Cold as Ice. Um, I love that title. Yeah. There is, if that were to happen, I demand that there would be a Jax solo film and the opening credits is a complete recreation of the opening cutscene for Mortal Kombat Special Forces. I no, think. No, 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 no. You know about this, right, Crystal? No, no. It's, it's a no, PlayStation yes. One action game. I'm sorry, it's going off the rails a bit, but it's a PlayStation One action game where it's basically like Metal Gear Solid meets. It's like a third-person action game. It's back and when they took risks with the Mortal Kombat license. Dude, if they do, if they do a Sub Zero solo film, it's got to be based on mythologies, man. And every yes. single time, he'll just like if, die. If, if, as long as they have him climbing a rope for roughly five years, I'll be okay with it. Getting <laughs> <laughs> an MKCU. He falls and just oh, goes. Oh, 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 oh my god. <laughs> Josh Craig, he knows what's up. He says oh, yeah. a thousand, a thousand times, times yes. Yes, yes. But going back to the movie real quick, um, I'll say this. It's better than I thought it would be. And I had a few high hopes for it, mostly because that trailer did look really awesome. And I knew it won me over in the trailer, aside from the cool fight scenes that you see, like, I think I even said in the movie, like like when we were watching it and we were all so crazy drunk, I said at one point, I think my lizard brain just turned on because I'm <laughs> loving this fight where, you, you know, Sub-Zero stabs him and then he grabs the blood and, and turns it into it a in knife. The, in the trailer. Amazing. And then when you know in the trailer is like, Kano wins. Yes, I can be like, okay, I gotta watch this. And for the most part, it's fun. I mean, it's it's fun. It's just like the the opening scene set a tone that does not maintain throughout the rest. Really, of the movie. really doesn't. It yeah. really doesn't. And I, when we when we were all watching it, we were watching the first the first scene. And we're like, oh my god, this is gonna be a this is gonna be so good if this exactly. is how the rest of the movie is, and it's not. Which. Not to say anything bad about the rest of the movie. I mean, for what it is, it's a fun time. And if you don't know a lot about Mortal Kombat, I kind of feel sorry for you because this movie throws a lot of references oh, yeah. straight at you and it does not let up. Like, we watched this with a. Go ahead. It doesn't let up from the moment he says Eddie Tobias. You won the tournament with you won the championship belt off Eddie Tobias. Tobias. Yes. I was just like, dude. which those who don't know who aren't watching, Ed Boone, John Tobias, the two people that co-created Mortal Kombat. Oh my god! Oh my god! Eddie oh Tobias. 
If there's <laughs> half expected them to say noob cybot, I was like, oh, <laughs> they, they, they teased it a couple a couple times. Oh yeah, they sure did. Oh yeah. I will say, if there is a few negatives that I share, I mean, my name says it all. Cole Young is probably the most underwritten vanilla white bread character in the entire Mortal Kombat series that I've seen so far. Granted, I've only got two games and only one of them I've played to completion. And that's including characters like Taven. Remember Taven, kids? And that's also including MoCap, who's literally a goof character, Crystal, that is a motion capture person. With the balls and everything. <laughs> that's it. And that's, it's a gimmick. And it's spelled mocap with a K because. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yes. I have my own issues with Cole and I'll get to that in a little bit. It's not just he's bland. I think it's also just that he doesn't have a personality. He co- Compared to every other character, he doesn't stand out. And I think because the movie leans on him so much, it kind of feels as a hindrance. And they throw a lot of stuff, like common tropes, to score points with the audience. Like, look, you got to connect with him. He's got a family. He's got an, He's got a stepdaughter that he loves. That's his coach. He got, yeah. I don't know, he's got a nice house. I don't know. He, he, he takes a beating. That sets it up. But, I mean... We all have nice houses, right? Right. <laughs> the other right. thing that I don't care for, I share the same thing with Kiona, which is the music. With everything I've seen of Mortal Kombat, and I've seen both movies and a little bit of the YouTube shorts back when Machinima was a thing. Oh my God, I feel old. Um, I, I've always felt like Mortal Kombat had such an eclectic way of conveying musical themes with their characters. And I mean, there's a reason why the theme from the movie has endeared for over 30 years or about to be over 30 years. I think I did like the remix of that. I I did think Benjamin Walfish did a good job with the remix of that. The remix was awesome. I'll give it that. When the ending credits came on, we were like, Oh yeah, that was cool. Yes. Well done. And The last thing that I'll really touch on as a major negative before I get into spoilers and even before we get into spoilers later on. And even then, it's a very easy thing. It's very vague. But I'll say this. The middle act, I think, drags the most. Does. Yeah. Like, especially after, like, setting everything up, I think pretty well for what it is. The second they go to the place and they start training Mm-hmm. Everything from there until the very last fight, I just remember feeling like, okay, I'm still on board. And then there's a there's a point where there's like seven fights going on. It felt like seven fights going on within the span of 15 minutes. And I just felt my eyes glaze over. And I was just thinking, okay, this I the pacing is really suffering here. We spent the last hour learning how to fight and then bam, 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 stakes, bam, 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 bam. Okay, final boss. What, mm. what do you think, Crystal? Well, I'll just say that that was the point where I checked out to eat s'mores, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. S'mores are good. 
Yeah, they are. Like, if I were to assign it, I think I said in the chat, Mortal Kombat is a perfect 6 out of 10 movie. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's fair because it's it's a really well that's done fair. movie. Really well done, and it's not bad like some people are saying. It's it's entertaining, it's fun, just have fun with movies, damn it. But at the same time, I understand the I understand the frustration that it's not amazing, stupid fun. It's not on the same level as Pacific Rim, where you know it's stupid and they know how absurd it is, but you can just appreciate and have fun with everything because it's wrapped so well, if that makes sense. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock, do you want to go next? Yeah, I can. Um, I, for a little bit of background, I didn't exactly have a, uh, what do I want to say? I, my mom, my parents got divorced when I was really young. So basically my mom inherited a bunch of debt from my dad. So basically if I had video games, I played those same video games 58,000 times. Mm-hmm. And one of the games that I got regularly because my mom knew I enjoyed them were Mortal Kombat games. So I, the actual story of something, I'm one of those people that as soon as I get into something, I spend the next year of my life looking at everything for it. <laughs> so when like the actual movies and stuff, from Mortal Kombat came out, like I paid, played the stupid. Well, I mean like horribly put together conquest modes and all the video games to see everything like that. And I was ready to have my heart ripped out by the movie I'm going to be honest, I was more let down by what the movie was compared to versus how the actual movie was turned was mm-hmm. made, but mm-hmm. we can get into that later. Movie itself, in my opinion, outside of Cole Young, is a literal rip it clean out of the video game, yeah. set it onto a movie, exact adaptation of what mm-hmm. a Mortal Kombat tournament is, and I think that's part of why people don't like it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we'll get into that later because some people don't realize how just dumb those games are. <laughs> They're like, why is it this straightforward? Because it never has been. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, uh, no, we'll, no, you're we'll, right. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, in my opinion, this is the first time, and I was very happy for it. And again, we'll talk spoilers later where they're like, we're going to make a movie about people fighting. How about we spend little money get people that can say the lines that video game characters are going to say and then get people that can fight. Yes, please. I was very happy with that decision. Yeah. Like uh, unless you are, you watch a ton of movies and you don't watch just big blockbusters. You barely didn't hear anybody that's been in this movie then. And that helped in my opinion, because you felt like you were watching the characters in the movie, like outside of like, uh, Raiden, Scorpion, and uh, uh, Jax, I barely knew anybody in the entire movie. So I felt like I was watching them. That helped a ton. Um, I was damn excited, beyond belief, that Kung Lao was in this movie because he is the most pure, look, just like annually shafted character in all of Mortal Kombat. He is the <laughs> he he has the most impressive like lineage in all of Mortal Kombat history, and he gets shafted every turn by Liu Kang. At every turn. He's he's Gung Lao, descendant of Gung Lao. Exactly. The first champion of Mortal Kombat. The guy who defended all of Earth until Shang Tsung became a pussy and went and got the god race of Goro to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> but, it's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. He has That's the, the lore. Same, 
yeah, he has the same smug attitude. Like, in my opinion, everybody in that movie is greatly cast. I think the action was great. I will agree to some points about Cole, but one thing I also, I have to laugh about when I think about the things with Cole, this is also a perfect rendition of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. In the way that a new character got introduced that 90% of the people didn't like. <laughs> Striker. Striker. Yeah. yeah. Striker. <laughs> so you gotta have that. And I'm not I'm not saying that everyone has to like them. I even admit that I think this movie is a damn near eight, nearing nine out of ten, and I'm not a huge fan of Cole. So we'll we'll get going on with that. Um mm-hmm. The beginning of this movie is one of the most well put together scenes I've seen in a movie in my life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Agree. That's like that's probably why they put it on YouTube. Absolutely. That, Dude, that was crazy. You can, of course. That's that's the marketing right there. They fucking they they did what Sony does. Mm-hmm. Only they didn't show the first twelve minutes of Amazing Spider-Man two, which is the worst twelve minutes <laughs> of an entire movie ever. And they also, movie. don't mention James itsy bitsy Watt spider. <laughs> Come on now. It's come on. <laughs> but yeah, don't that was really weird. I could not understand that until I watched the movie that I found out what James Wan was a producer. Yeah, don't mention that he's a producer in your marketing at all. Like yeah. don't even mention it. Like people love Aquaman and the Conqueror. <laughs> like even even if you're if you're if you're like on the side of people that are like, why Aquaman? Like even people who don't like it have to admit that. The fight scenes in that movie are spectacular, and you hear that the guy who who made that is producing probably the bloodiest affair that could come out in a major studio from a big IP. Warner, yeah, yeah what I are don't you know. Doing? Warner hasn't done well with with advertising anything recently so that's just a train that they like to ride no matter what but um i like i could go on and on how much i liked it they like there was research done for Mm -hmm. stupid things Mm -hmm. in this movie like you talk about taven taven's mom is on a mural on the wall are you kidding me yeah go back the girl with the veil is taven and dagon's mom i can't remember her name damn but the, it's it's not Ashra because Ashra is the weird like pure white demon with a Chris and deception. But yeah, yeah, she's she's in there. Like they show Kotal on a wall in there. Nightwolf, yes. Nightwolf is in there. They show the ancient Kung Lao defeating. I can't remember who it was. There's all sorts of stuff. There's characters in this movie that I never thought would show up. One that I legitimately said, "Are you fucking serious?" when this character showed up because it's one of those we forgot about her no trust me no one liked her get rid of her and then she showed up and i was like okay you used her well (laughs) are are you thinking about the punk rock bad chick that stole my heart yeah no in the movie she's good in the games no one cared about her absolutely no one cared about her she only got her in the games and i was like who's this yeah she was in, she got back into Armageddon because they just stuck everybody in Armageddon. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it it's uh it was a nostalgia-fueled, better written trip around. I, I will admit that there are points where I like the degree of what they do in the middle of the film, 
but I don't think it was handled well. Like the scene yeah. with uh, with Kano where Kung Lao goes, all right, no, I got this. And they just go out of their way to piss him off to get him to where he's at. I wish they could have had like another two scenes of that with like Jax and Sonya. That would have been cool. Yeah, like, definitely. But I get that they had to have the fight scenes. And I didn't realize this. I've seen this film three times now. I absolutely love this movie. But um, they have a rip at Mortal Kombat in fighting game characters in this period that made its way into there. So I'm happy that they did it. Um, for those of you who play the fighting games, you realize that people that don't know how to play them, like this guy, um, spam moves. Yes. Same. Luke Kang spam moves low, low drop kick on Kano three times in a row. <laughs> he does. Yeah. And he Kano, totally Kano bitches him out the whole time. I was like... Someone on, someone on your staff was like, we got to get that in there. And it- that was the <laughs> cutest scene, and I loved it. That was, we were laughing the whole time when it was happening, especially because before we played, we watched the movie, we were playing the game, and we were we were doing the same thing. Exactly. You would, you would think, you would think Sensei John Kreese was on the side telling Liu Kang to sweep the leg because that's exactly <laughs> what he was doing. Exactly. exactly. And it's just. Everyone's gonna say this. I like Kano. I told this with Mike when we were doing uh, Zero Stars for the original Mortal Kombat movies. And the original Mortal Kombat, Kano is British until he that is. first totally movie is. came out. Until that first movie came Australian. out, and then he becomes the most Australian thing since the Tasmanian Devil. It is. <laughs> it is ridiculous. He and and then now he's this. He's now Australian Deadpool from like that movie on. That's what he's become. And I love it. I absolutely yes. love it. Yes. The fact that he just goes on, all right, so magic powers are kind of like box of chocolates. So that when you get, you get your fireballs, maybe a frisbee hat. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's just like, it was, was great. Crazy. I was That's like, hard. you're going to give me, I never thought in a million years they would kill off Kane. Sorry. <laughs> that the Kano thing would happen and I would go, I don't get more Kano. I don't. Dude. I was like, I'm, I was the same, man. But you know what, though? I doubt that's the end of them. I really doubt it. That's not the end. That's <laughs> no, the end. no, no one's never really gone. No, and it's <laughs> and it's and it's Mortal Kombat. You have sorcerers, you have other things, and you've got Jack survived the crap he went through. <laughs> they can bring it back if he can survive. Anyone can. Yeah, exactly. And they oh. went out of their way to tease the thing. They borderlined did the. Do you guys remember like Hot Tip Time Machine when they're waiting the entire time? For him to get his arm cut off, they basically did that with Kano's <laughs> left right side of his face, yes. like the entire time. <laughs> so yeah, they got to like, bring him back for that. They got to bring him back for that. They have to because they have to see him do the dumb Tasmanian ball thing where he hits somebody because <laughs> they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it. They did everything else in this movie. They went out like we'll talk about it. I might even bring the clip up where I predicted they were gonna do it with me and Mike doing reviews. They went out of their way with they're like you know what, logic's out the door. We're going to do some of this realistic, but when it comes to fatalities and other things, we do not give a shit. They're doing the mm-hmm. fatalities from the games. And I absolutely loved it. Well, I'll try not to say anything else because I'm going to end up spoiling it. I <laughs> liked it. They could have done things different. Oh, yeah, they could. But as far as we'll, – we'll get into that because there's a problem that I have with this movie's reception. Mm-hmm. We'll, 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 we'll talk there. about that later. <laughs> Uh, one more one more comment from Josh Craig, uh, yes. who says that a Shaolin Monks Kung Lao and Liu Kang film would be amazing. 
And I completely agree. <laughs> because yes. they talked about having memories, so they could go and I could watch a trilogy of those two interacting with those each other. Two, those two in particular were cast extremely well. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. like, I think the guy's name is Ludi Lin. Yes. He played yep. Liu Kang. Yes. That dude was straight up like, yeah, that that was pretty amazing. I love Robin Shu in the role as well, but like, yeah, Ludi Lin was actually like the perfect like young Liu Kang. If for the for the for what I could say, they were both perfectly cast for the time <laughs> period that their movies came out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well said. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was no way in 1995 that you were not getting Robin Shu to do that. There was no, no fucking way. <laughs> and then he went to Street Fighter, that dude. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's Wait, right. He's in both of those? Yeah. He, he, well, he's in The Legend of Chun-Li. He's not in the uh, good Street oh, Fighter Oh, okay. Movie. The good, bad Street Fighter movie as opposed to <laughs> the, the good, bad, bad one. Movie. <laughs> the oh, good, bad on. one with uh, with Van Damme and with, uh, yeah. you know. I will Dick. kick Bison's ass so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that the next bison wannabe. I just I want I want Kano to say the the famous line from M Bison. Oh, I'd love for you. That must have been the most important day of your life. <laughs> for me, it was Bloody Sunday. What I want is again, if we get a certain character in the next movie, there's an interaction in Mortal Kombat 9 where I'll just say the character's name. Johnny Cage goes, he meets Kano on a bridge and he goes, and Kano says something in Australia and he goes, uh, shrimp? Barbie? <laughs> I don't know, jokes? <laughs> and then they just try and fight because he has no idea what to say to him. Oh, man. I, I, I yeah. hope you get it. Amazing. Like that. Amazing. <laughs> But yeah, I wanted but, him to come but, in there and just be like, I wanted him to come in there and just be like, hello, baby. Did you miss me? I studied all your moves. <laughs> yes, okay. <I> yes. <laughs> so for my for my general thoughts, oh, um, a little bit of context. Um, I'm, I'm a filthy casual when it comes to Mortal Kombat. I've I have played some like the classic <clears throat> games. Um, because my, my uncle used to own uh, the like the old like the old games on like the Sega Genesis. Nice, nice. Um, yep. But other other than that, I'm like I'm only vaguely familiar with the franchise. Um, like the mo I've I've only most recently watched like the the previous films for you know for zero out for zero stars, and then last night I watched the director video. <laughs> The direct-to-video oh movie God. *Scorpion's Revenge*, which is great. Um, that was really good, really, really well done. Yeah. Oh. And I think I honestly think this movie is, you know, for a live-action film, I think it's just as good as *Scorpion* *Scorpion's Revenge*, with kind of kind of the same the same issues that I have with all of the films. But we'll we'll get to that rant um, later. For for now, for now, I'll say. All of, all of the actors are cast like particularly like th this. This is probably one of the most well cast <laughs> video game movies ever. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, mm -hmm. my my favorites are obviously Scorpion and Sub Zero. Um, I think Son I think Sonya Blade is my favorite of uh, the Earth Realm Defenders. Yeah. Um. Call me Sonia. <laughs> she was awesome. 
<laughs> That's a joke, everybody. That's a joke. Um, this is probably this is probably the best version of Kano because because he gives zero fucks. <laughs> yes, so he does. True. It's oh, so yeah. true. He's like, he's like, I'm drawing a Kano comic book. I fancy myself a graphic artist. <laughs> I'll be honest. I actually, Dude was since I know nothing about Mortal Kombat, I didn't know that Kano was like, like an actual character from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you thought, you thought, he, you thought he was the, uh, the audience surrogate. No, I thought, I, I thought he was just like a, a mimic of what was it, Captain Boomerang? Oh, oh. <laughs> Why was Jai Courtney not cast in this role? My God, that would have been. Hey, if you were gonna have a DC equivalent, you're not far off. I'm gonna be honest. Swap out the eye laser for a boomerang, and you're about there. Yeah, you're not far <laughs> off. The same character. I almost want to do. I almost wanted to do the recap for this episode. For the, for the plot of the movie, and I wanted to do the Godzilla-Mendoza thing of just taking the characters' names and just vaguely associating them with someone that's remotely similar. It's like, okay, so you got Taven, he team, you got the fighter Taven, he's a UFC fighter comic, Conor McGregor. He ends up meeting up with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who in turn saves her friend Luke Cage from nearly getting his arms killed, and then they run into Captain Boomerang and they fight a CG monster. <laughs> Then they go meet the Karate Kid and <laughs> David Logan. That's perfect. Nice. Um, but yeah, ov overall, I just I just had a great time seeing this. Um, this was this was my first my first trip to the movie theater in thirteen months. Ooh, um, dude. Holy! And crap. and I, and I saw this in Dolby, so. Oh. So if I'm if I'm a little bit biased on the positive side, that's <laughs> that's at least part of the reason. Hey, I understand. I saw Joker on film, and I've that forever changes how you see the movie in a good way. So, yes, mm -hmm. cool. Wow, <laughs> Joker in in Mortal Kombat. It's almost like it was a coincidence. <laughs> Um, so so let's get let's dive a little bit a little bit deeper now. The floodgates are open. We're gonna talk yep. all the spoilers, full spoilers, guys. Yeah, now we're starting spoilers. I thought the sex scene went really well. <laughs> hey, Raiden was very gentle with Kano, which is just, <laughs> just calm down. <laughs> he was like. I so you like a little electricity, do you? They just still make these lightning sticks like they used to. <laughs> it's, it's funny that we make these jokes, though, because we were to let her Our friend Claudia is really, really into Mortal Kombat, and we were watching it with her. And the scene where, where you know, Kano gets the whole eye thing, where they're, they're arguing, we're always... <laughs> she was talking about how Kung Lao was just shooting him these looks, and she's just like, Okay, is there some bi panic going on right now? <laughs> Which oh, is doubly hilarious for me because okay, everybody I think ended up simping for for somebody in this movie in some way. For Kiona, it was Sonia. For most of the girls, most of the ladies, it was who was it? Was it was it a uh, Hanzo Hasashi? Hanzo Hasashi. Yeah, and Hanzo. for me. 
It was Joan Jett. I'll leave you to figure out. Tara. Yeah. No, is that that was her the Batgirl? Um, That's Natara. Yeah, Natara. <laughs> yeah, Natara. Yeah, Natara. Yeah, I was simping oh, yeah. for I was simping for Cassandra Kane and um, <laughs> I was simping for Cassandra Kane and I was also <laughs> simping for Liu Kang mostly because it didn't sit it, it didn't sit for me for a second until I was just like you know he's really attractive and then Claude <laughs> said he reminds her of those types of guys you'd see in anime. And just instantly flashed me back to because we've been watching Inuyasha, mm. and he looks like a character that because the dude's like fell yeah in love with yeah because the dude's like he's got the baby face thing and then like you know and then all of a sudden he's face. Magic Mike like Kano says yeah exactly it's very weird how they stuck Here's a model's mind. face on a bodybuilder's body but he Dude, doesn't like, look weird what was that <laughs> but he was perfect as Liu Kang and. <laughs> When it comes to Kung Lao's death, I'll admit it, he sold the emotion really well. Mm -hmm. I would have preferred it if Goro killed him. Yeah. Yeah. I would have preferred that. But Goro um, was too busy messing with our, our, our buddy Cole. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna get I was gonna get to that. Um He of the Drax. But first, before before we get there, um other than the two let let's just let's just call them what they are. Book the bookend fight scenes with with Sub Zero and Scorpion. Mm -hmm. What what were what were some of your some of your favorite fight sequences? Sub Zero and Jax. Oh yeah, Sub Zero and Jax, man. That was like no, was but awesome. that was awesome. It yeah. showed oh, like Sub Zero's yeah. power. Like no, totally. I was just saying fight because yeah, my because Jax got yeah. his ass whipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Which Jax was like, think... did six tours, motherfucker. That was fucking great. <laughs> that was amazing. Just to touch on real quick, I think the special effects really need a shout out in this movie. They were so good. That scene when he like, when he freezes the bullets as they come That's out. Like just the that butt shot. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Hey, keep in mind also, I know it's different time periods, but this movie had the exact same budget in dollar amounts as Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, huh. No. Actually, actually that, around fifty million. Um, apparently, that and numbers that number is inaccurate. This is this actually cost really? ninety five. This oh, actually cost ninety five million. Never mind then. <laughs> forget everything I just said. <laughs> um, it's okay. But I, I stand by my my current um, my current stance in Hollywood. Now is you should never have to spend more than a hundred million on a big blockbuster. Mm -hmm. Because a you don't you don't know whether whether your first movie is going to be a hit, mm -hmm. like no, no matter how big the the IP is, and second, um, a lot of you know, a lot of these like kung fu and and martial arts movies that you see like direct to video are made for like a million dollars and they look like they they still look gorgeous. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. they know how to spend their money correctly. Yeah, it's it's not it's not about how much you spend. It's it's where it's where you put that money. Yeah, keep in mind that the Lone Ranger costed more to make than Pacific Rim. What? And yet that movie is uh... not not uh, not okay, 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 one wait. might say. Aside from the bo from the cannibal eating the elephant in the room, 
Lone Ranger, I think, is actually pretty good. Oh, I didn't say it was bad. I'm just saying it should not have cost it that much. Yeah. (laughs) If we're talking fight scenes, though, I, for one, am very partial to Crash Bandicoot versus Kurt Connors in Sonya Blade's uh, uh, mobile home. That was probably (laughs) the epitome. That was the epitome of <laughs> dog Mortal Kombat fun that I look for in something like this. Just seeing him, like of all people, Kano having the having the foresight to go ahead and know how to outsmart this creepy dumb creature. I just killed Crystal. Was that like, supposed I, to be reptile? That yes. was reptile. Yes, <laughs> I. I when, yeah, when, okay. when I when I first saw his like invisible outline, like I yeah, like I I thought to myself reptile, yeah, because he was but he I, was never he was never in any of the trailers as as far as I remember. He's in the first trailer for like two seconds. I had to go back and look because I was so shocked when I saw him in the movie. Like you get to see his foot when it turns invisible, drop on a raptor for two seconds. Yeah, but <laughs> but if 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 you, if you if you didn't watch that trailer, then you had no idea that. That reptile yeah. was in this. Nope. I thought they were trying to say that it was a reptile, like yeah. I thought, like you know, like a like the same species but a different, you know, wow. or like I don't know. I wasn't yeah. positive, but yeah. like, it's that fight that I think Crash really Bandicoot. sells the movie even more than the opening scene because the opening scene I think lulls you into a sense of this is going to be a very intimate personal movie. Yes. But then the rest of the movie Could happened. Have been. I, yeah. I think Kano and <clears throat> Sonya and uh, um, insert name here, fighting Reptile, that's the fight that lets the audience know, okay, strap in, we're going places, just accept we have creatures in this. Mm-hmm. And if you can here. accept this, you're going to buy into a lot of stuff that we're going to do. That's my. That's probably my favorite fight. But my second favorite fight is um, it, it's it's obviously in my opinion. I think it's probably everybody's favorite fight. It's uh, Ghost Rider versus Bucky Barnes at the end of the movie when when Scorpion and Sub Zero start battling it out and just everything comes together. And then even down to the over-the-top dialogue, Scorpion comes out of nowhere, says the iconic line, and then you see the subtitles. He's like, I have risen from hell to kill you. It would have been nice if they showed us that. Yeah. Yeah, I I was kind of waiting to see... um, to see Hanzo in the chains, in in the nether realm. Yeah, kind of, kind of disappointed we never got to see that, but yeah. see, like seeing him in the full scorpion garb, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Like it was just even that fight. Like as much of a problem as I have with like the barrage of fights that follow before it. Like I said, it's just a pacing thing for me where I just I checked out when it felt like seven fights happening all at once. And just, I'm trying to keep up, but the movie's just like, no, 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 we gotta go, we gotta go, we're climbing up the combat ladder, okay? That was the perfect bookend to just, okay, here's all the stakes, you know everything now, we, we're gonna kill his fucking family, okay? Stand the fuck back. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that yeah. those are my favorite fights. What about you guys? Um, hmm. I just, I will, I'll just go over as a whole where I was like, they weren't afraid to do stupid shit. Yes. Like, like they have Cabal zooming around like the Flash, and they never go like he can do that. They just he does it, and there's just a bunch of like. I was with my, I was doing the annihilation review with Mike, and I'm like, man, they are never going to do it because they're going for a realistic feel with this movie. But I'm going to pop the hardest I've ever popped in my entire life if they do that fucking buzzsaw fatality. And then all of a sudden, I saw <laughs> Natara coming in. I'm like, and then Kung Lao looks at the ground. I'm like, fuck you. They're actually going to do that fatality. And then he whips his hat and he face first sends her right through. I jumped out of my seat screaming in that theater. I fucking lost it. And keep in mind, in the environment for this, I was in my theater at 4 p.m. On, on a Friday night. It was me and one other guy. We did not sit next to each other. We're both watching the screen, talking to each other about the film. It's one of the most awkward experiences I've had in my entire life. But like, we're just going, he's like, I can't believe they actually did it. I'm like, I can't fucking believe they did that either. But, <laughs> and that was the entire film. We kept doing that. But it was like, the fact about it, again, that they became fully aware of themselves after a while. Again, like you said with Kano, when he goes, like, Kano wins. And then like fucking Kung Lao just flawless victory. And he cleans his hat off. I was like, Thank you. A, that in this movie, they actually know what the fucking terms flawless victory means because they forgot completely in that first movie. Um, this is true. <laughs> that is true. Like, gets hit 15 after, times. After Shang Tsung and Liu Kang fight, and then all of a sudden it's like Robin Shu sits there and goes, and goes, flawless victory. And I'm like, bullshit. You got hit that like 19 not times, guys. a flawless victory. You got like your ass whooped. Yeah, but um, honestly, the outside of like the fight, I should say, it was the perfect example of how a Jax fight should go and against the penultimate jobber in Mortal Kombat that is Reiko. <laughs> and they had, for anybody who's a wrestling fan, they had fucking Nathan Jones playing Reiko. I lost my shit. <laughs> That's perfect casting right there. <laughs> and I was just like, you need a big dude with a hammer. Get fucking Nathan Jones. Oh, okay. Okay, exactly that was because my buddy Claudia, she, the whole time she was like, oh my god oh my god just going crazy oh my god yeah. it's shang sung it wait or, or no 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 it, it's shao, yeah, khan. shao khan it's shao khan wait i don't think that's shao khan no and then he dies. oh no but that's not shao khan the thing is josh <laughs> do you want to know what reiko's claim to fame is in the mortal kombat games oh my god i'm scared but i'm excited he's in one game in his end credit scene, or his like um, a campaign ending thing, he sits on the throne of Shao Kahn's, puts his helmet on, and you think he's the new Shao Kahn. He isn't. He's just a fucking loser that likes to wear his helmet and sit on his throne. Because he <laughs> wants to take the throne away from Shao Kahn. And then it ends, Shao Kahn bats him away and goes, you're useless, you're a commander, get out of here. That's his claim to fame. He's in one game outside of Armageddon. That is what Reiko is. <laughs> That's, that's one thing. Okay, one, th one thing. He's a shit heel that wants to be Shao Kahn. That's his literally entire gimmick. But <laughs> the fact that you got to see Jax do the hand clap fatality and just annihilate his head it was like, good. That is all Reiko needed to do. You can now check out, sir. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, before, before we get away again, Natara was a character that they straight up replaced in uh, Mortal Kombat X with. Devora, basically, 
and then people just forgot about her. I thought she looked really cool and they could have did a lot, but back in the PS2 era, Ed Boon and people were just throwing characters left and right and not giving they them were. backstories and hoping they, they stuck. Were indeed, yes. <laughs> so if we don't get yeah. me in Mortal Kombat 2, I'm going to cry. Uh, I I don't know. Well, if, if, if they were able to make shit heal with a hammer work, then I think they can make I think they can make meat work. Okay, you know what? I'll put this out there. Um Larry Kazanov, look, I'm willing to overlook food fight. We already dunked on it for a decade. Listen up. Your boy's a free agent. I'll be meat for you. Okay. Take that out of context. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody clip that. <laughs> oh, man. Like, what's meat? Meat is a character that is literally raw body. And you want to know how they got him? How? He was the display model for how they take damage in video game testing. They just went, hey, let's make that a character. Nice. <laughs> Mortal Kombat is the epiphany of someone said something fucking stupid, so we're going to make it a character. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. yes. The, the BDG video. The Brian David <laughs> Brian Gilbert. David Gilbert. <laughs> oh, dude. Have you guys even seen this? I found the biography for Meat. I, oh, I found boy. it on Mortal There's Kombat Online. This is what it says. Oh, of course there There's is. a biography of him in like samurai armor, and he's like standing there, and it says, I am Meat, former lieutenant of the most powerful army in existence. Although my allies and I chose to be mummified upon the unexpected death of the great and powerful Onaga, I was allowed to awaken early by my master's will from beyond the grave to uphold an ancient prophecy that he himself proclaimed. Although it took several millennia, this is this is really detailed for a yeah. guy to meet. Yeah. <laughs> Although it took several millennia, once I had everything he needed to fulfill his agenda, I tipped the scales of fate numerous times to have him resurrected. As a reward for my centuries of loyal service, I have been granted more power than ever before and have been named his second in command. Now, alongside my fellow soldiers, we will be involved in the greatest distraction distraction ever to be <laughs> enacted in the history of Outworld. The foolish beings of the realms are oblivious to what is happening, and only those who were in Onaga's army thousands of years ago know what is coming. When the Dragon King succeeds with his plans, he will permanently alter the faces of the realms, and we will be the only members to live and rejoice his new order. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We'll talk about the Dragon King that later, was, because that, I will bring up... Amazing. I will bring up the ultimate Mary Sue of Mortal Kombat, because I don't know if you guys know about him, <laughs> But I told Mike about him, and he lost his shit. Worse than Taven? <laughs> oh, he makes Taven look like a legendary warrior with the best background ever. Oh my god! Well, real quick, let's go on. <laughs> before, before we get before we get there, one of, one of my favorite moments. Go ahead. Um, so, Brock, do you remember in Mortal Kombat Annihilation when um, <laughs> when when fucking Liu Kang? Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I know where you're Luke going. Kang, like, <laughs> like what 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 his like animality is um to the, become a shit goblin. <laughs> <laughs> PS2 graphics with the pixelation included. In 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 this in this movie we get to see the like we get to see the dragon, but A it's it's not it's it's not 1997 it's not anymore, and the CGI is much better. 
It's not stupid. And B, it's a fire dragon. It looks amazing. Yes. That was it's cool. an actual representation of his chi. Yes, it was fucking. It's a chi awesome. dragon. Yeah, I, I, I think that out again outside of like the fight, that was like, that was one of my favorite moments. So he's the dragon warrior. Oh Not my god, off. he is indeed. Literally in the middle indeed. of it, like when friggin' Shang Tsung rolls up for round two, is just like, I got your, I got your Australian boy over here. I literally said out loud, Shifu taught you well. But he didn't teach you everything. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I, I will say the dialogue in this movie is pretty fucking great. It's like like Jax is sitting there and he goes, he literally says to Sonya, so, be careful, Sonya. He has a laser now. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what, no, my, my favorite line, and Kano has it, is we're going over, I can't remember what the hell Sonya says, but they're walking away from, from talking with Kano in the chair, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, but she does not have a market, and Kano in the background just goes, wah, wah. <laughs> I know I heard that too. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Little moments like that are just beautiful. <laughs> I, I gotta ask, you guys might be that more. You, you guys might be bored. Might be more like a eagle-eyed than I am. I've just never seen his face except for like in the games, like when people do the memes. But did Ed Boon ever cameo in this movie? I don't believe so. I, no, I don't think so. They did re-record the "Get Over Here" line. They did. Yes. Okay. That's that. That's perfect. But even but it wasn't still, him. no, they I, made it just more loud or clear i want to say yeah yeah but okay but it wasn't ed boone so what was I, it? i'm kind of shocked that fight promoter wasn't ed boone i know like, yeah. that, like that, that would have been a perfect place for him to cameo yeah hmm. like that, that that's just that's such a missed opportunity but i have a theory that it could be leaning more into the fourth wall breaking side of mortal combat that i've seen like people talk about because okay. I, I see sometimes in the games, I'm not the most knowledgeable. So, Brock, you're going to have to rein me in. You're I'll gonna help have to you, buddy. Down. I'll help you. But uh, tell me, are there lots of times, especially in the newer games, like from 9 onwards, where they almost kind of wink and nudge the audience, the gamers, like, hey, this is a video game. Um, Yes. They do because now all the Mortal Kombat games, like if you played the interactions, all those like starting in X, I believe they started the scenes where uh, all the interactions, which I think is my favorite part of the Mortal Kombat games now where they're like talking to each other and like Joker point blank talks with Sub-Zero about them in that Mortal Kombat versus DC game. That was absolutely fucking terrible. Oh my God. Like they bring oh it God. up and they're there and like, spawn talks to joker about people being in hell and like it's they bring up all sorts of stuff like sub-zero gets claimed to be elsa by johnny cage i believe at some point there's all sorts of shit <laughs> oh so, yeah <laughs> so this is my theory and i might be spinning a web that warner brothers might want to shoot me down for but look Warner Brothers has been kind of on a streak with their sequel IPs lately. 
where they wanted to make a sequel that more or less shows off that Warner Brothers owns a lot of IPs. I'm talking Space Jam. And of course, I'm talking about our buddy Ernest Klein. Okay, mm-hmm. days since Josh has referenced Ernest Klein, we'll put it back at zero. <laughs> but um, hmm. so I'm thinking this is a four movie deal. I'm thinking there's going to be a point where maybe reality breaks so hard that they start bringing in that side of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Where they start letting in characters from other media that Warner Brothers happens to own. Um, I, mean, I don't they see have them going injustice. that far, but I do see them making incredibly large amounts of references. I'm just saying I will not be surprised if at some point we actually will see john rambo or we'll see robocop show up if only just to show off the insanity of the reality break that's going on is is, is this the uh the third sequel the third sequel called mortal Kombat fourth wall well yeah the, pro- the problem is if they ever were gonna do this shit it would be a lot harder to do it in a movie because a lot of those people that they have in those games they don't have the deals with in movies They'll 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 make it they'll they'll make they'll make do okay look. Are you gonna have John Rambo nightmare cast over? You're gonna have John Rambo lose to someone. I'll put it like this: if they can have the White Walkers and the Droogs from A Clockwork Orange in Space Jam, I don't see any reason why they can't have Alex from A Clockwork Orange having a sword fight with Jon Snow. Okay. That is my level of thinking. And it gets to a point where everybody just cannot handle the reality breaking. And then the screen just goes black. Camera pulls back. And then we're in the offices of NetherRealm Studios. (laughs) And we see a young Ed Boon and a young John Tobias resetting everything so they can recode like where they left off for their game what's it called camera pulls up you just hear mortal combat roll credits that's the fourth movie and then all of a sudden it pans back down and you see ed boon and john tobias actually ripping each other's spines out yeah the sad that's part pretty is, much how that would go. Yeah, yeah, that's how that would go. And the sad part is if they wanted to reboot it, they would just do the stupid thing they did in Aftermath and just go, here's the old characters and five versions of them. Boom! <laughs> is that really what they do in this? Yes. The, the whole point of Mortal Kombat 11 is, hey, we got Jen Hale, the voice Soft of time. Reboot. We got a voice of time, God. Bring in the old 90s versions. We even had the actors come in and voice them. Come on down. There's time <laughs> travel. Awesome, yes. There's a yeah, ton dude. of it. Just throw That's all. into this and just play the campaign. Because the story mode is actually based around that. Because in the story, you know, Liu Kang and Katana are like zombie evil versions of themselves. <laughs> and like even Raiden's kind of yeah, evil. Yeah, they got killed and made into ethereal versions of themselves by Quan Chi. And then Quan Chi dies, so they stay that yeah. way. And then yeah. the old versions of themselves come back and fight them and yeah. kill them. And then now they're the pure ones. And then the guy who plays Shang Tsung in the fucking Mortal Kombat movie yes! comes Carrie's out of a go! time portal. <laughs> comes out of a time portal and is like... I've been stuck there for forever, and now I'm going to cheese on screen for two hours. 
<laughs> I and see. This him. is and this I is why. This is why guy. I think like film is the wrong medium to adapt video games because <laughs> I just I just don't think there's enough um, real estate to fit all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, it's kind of yeah. like, you know, like the Tomb Raider movie that just came out, which I really liked. I, I liked Alicia Vikander in it, but it was just like, you could tell that they were just like, well, the game went to places that we just don't want to go to, you know? And and they, frankly, they should have because it would have made the movie more interesting and more unique. But the movie itself just, you know, it was it was cookie cutter in the end, I felt like. I felt like it was good, but it wasn't like great. The, the no. problem that I find happens with a lot of these in Mortal Kombat is a is one that I think fits nine times out of ten. Movie studios go, what's a game that kids like? Mm. Mass mm. Effect, Bob? Cool. Let's make a Mass Effect movie. Those games are 100 hours each, Ted. Just like, cut out like 90% of it. And there's that two won't work, of Ted. Character, Ted. <laughs> and Wait. like... I can't understand why they said it's rushed. I don't get it. We cut out 95% of it. It should have been better. <laughs> like for, for my money, there's two absolutely, in my opinion, perfect video game adaptations. And I know this is going to probably be a hot take, but if you're an eagle eyed listener, that makes no sense. You'll notice that I've <laughs> talked about one of these in numerous times in the past. I think ready player one. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking Detective Pikachu and Castlevania on Netflix. Now, I'll, I'll admit, mm. I've only seen the first two seasons of Castlevania. We've there's seen... It still stays good. It's there's a third good. one, and there's going to be a fourth one. It's the last season coming soon. I, I need to watch all of that soon. Because now they're doing Dragon's Daughter. Same. It's amazing, but I think what it is, I think it's also, A, not telling a full... Like, like it depends kind of on the on the series because if they were to just make a full on Pokemon movie, like live action, have Ash ketchup and and whatever <laughs> the hell, you, you know, you have them going around collecting collecting little monsters, and then you have the Wonder Twins coming in and them trying to like fuck them up. I think that would get old really fast. But instead, what they did was, okay, kids like Pokemon, but how do we sell this to also general audiences? How, like, aside from the people that grew up with Pokemon. Well, you know, let, let, let's appeal to their mothers. Let's appeal to their mothers and make them really cute. And let's appeal to the generation that grew up with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. There's a game called Detective Pikachu, right? Let's just do Roger Rabbit. But with Pikachu, and kids will love it. And I'll admit that's where my bias comes in because I love noir, even when it's kid noir. But Detective <laughs> Pikachu is so delightful, I think, in that it captures the charm of the Pokemon universe without going into the absolute deep end of what Pokemon means, which is I want to be the very best that there ever was. I don't think you really I picked don't... up on what I was saying about moms. What? It's Ryan Reynolds. Oh my god. And <laughs> I did. I and watched it because I want Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it because I wanted Deadpool in my movie. 
real quick, Detective Pikachu was one of the only times where I was disappointed that Ryan Reynolds was Ryan Reynolds, like on screen. Like I, I loved him as Pikachu so much that when he wasn't Pikachu, I was just like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Get the fuck out of here. Go make Deadpool 12. <laughs> but then right. we get to Castlevania. And I'll admit, in my mind, I've always thought animation's a perfect place for Castlevania. It could work as a movie, maybe if you get someone like Guillermo del Toro, but they weren't gonna fucking do that. No. So <laughs> instead, they just made a long-form adaptation of the third game in the NES series because they saw that there was so much potential for lore in that and they used those early Nintendo games from the 80s to go ahead and tell this larger story about faith and just uh, uh, Catholic guilt and just the, the questions of mortality and this and that, and also make it absolutely as violent as you can. <clears throat> and you just think in your mind, these used to be 8-bit sprites that I couldn't even tell. Yep. And it makes those moments where they do adapt little bits from the 8-bit games so much more satisfying. Like, I think there's literally a point where they lift one of the most famous songs from Castlevania 3 or from the original series with a full-on orchestra. And I'm telling you, I cheered so loud when I heard that. But I could never see that as a film. Nor could I see it as live action. That's why I think the Last of Us series is going to be perfect. As an adaptation. Yep. You're never going to beat the games. That's, I literally did a whole video on why the games are so special. Oh, of course. Go, like, go, go check it out. But. <laughs> like, you're not going to get past, you know, that, that part in uh, the, the, the first Last of Us where you start playing as Ellie. Like, like if they were to do that, like that would probably have to be the start of the second game or the second movie. Yeah. Yeah. You mean? No, I mean like if they were to tell the whole story of the first movie of the oh, first game yeah, yeah. as a movie, yeah, try to make it as a movie, yeah. yeah. You yeah. missed out on spending so much time, like literally endearing yourself with Ellie. Now, where Mortal Kombat comes into play, I think a film is almost perfect to tell the story because it's like Brock said before, and I'm coming to realize it in the hour and ten minutes that we've been on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Mortal Kombat precisely because it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh, oh my boy. god, Josh. Josh, Josh is stupid. There we go. It, it feels oh. like the ultimate culmination of what happens when you get a high school kid to just do a full-on heavy metal album. Like, just throwing everything out there and whether it sticks or not, if it doesn't stick, you can just kill it. Exactly. The, the, uh, so the aesthetic of Mortal Kombat is like, it's like Enter the Dragon, but mixed with like an Iron Maiden album cover. Exactly. And got it. if there got was it. one thing that I think Mortal Kombat could be perfect for, because I saw your, I saw your poll on Twitter, Mike, where you asked whether or not Mortal Kombat 
what medium is perfect for it. And I think it was movies, animation, comics. And TV. And TV. And animation and, won by the, like, the majority. I, I voted, I voted for animation. I'll admit that. I voted for animation, but that's mostly because I think you can get away with so much more in animation. Yep. That's just true. Specifically but, in anime, like full on, yeah. just yeah. <laughs> but I think I voted for TV best, because I was like either or. I think the yeah, best absolutely. thing about Mortal Kombat, though, is that it fits all of those genres like a glove in a weird way. In film, you got the if you get the pacing down perfectly, it's one of the most fun, entertaining rides you'll ever have. You'll never be bored. You'll have great characters. The ones that you did that you love and they happen to be gone too soon. If there's a second movie, you know they're gonna come up with an excuse to bring them back. Yeah. In TV, it would actually work if they structured it. It would actually work if they structured it like a CWDC show. Where oh God, don't cast it like that. Characters coming together, and there's a big fight at the end of the at the end of the episode, just kind of building up to it. What what I su- what I suggested um, on Zero Hour was, um, you do like ten to thirteen episodes, and like each each episode is is like one of the fights in the tournament, and then towards the end you get you get like the big the big battle against you know. Um, either like Shao Kahn or um, or who's who's the other one again? Uh, uh, Sh- Shang Tsung Shang Tsung's name. Quan Chi. Quan Chi. Yeah. So basically, what we're saying is that we want a the boys version of Mortal Kombat. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. E- e- either either the boys or Invincible because yeah. I'm I'm watching that show now and that's that's what solidified my my take of. If you if you did an animated series um, that was like R rated and you had all the all the time in the world to like do the tournament, it would be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back but going back to the film, yeah. let's uh, let, let let's slap Cole Cole Young around because uh, <laughs> okay, clearly I, he can take it. Uh, I almost called I him Fiona. Uh, Kiona, go off on him. I want to. I want to hear everything. Hold nothing back. <sighs> I I feel like I got a lot of this out already, but okay. In the oh, in the okay. group chat, which is why. But like, okay. So Cole Young, let's talk about his power set here. Let let okay. Let me let me first of all bring up the fact that this Arcana thing, which by the way. I thought the whole time they were talking about their animalities or something. I got so scared for like 10 minutes. I got, I, so I, I asked scared. the same thing too. Like what is the difference between arcana and animality? And, and the way that they were saying it was like the, the arcana or something. And I was just like, I'm not understanding what this is that you guys are talking about here. Are you talking about animalities? Because I'm like, I'm like, no, please don't. Uh, uh, Larry Kazanoff, what are you doing producing this? Anyway, then it turned out not to be so. So apologies to you, Larry, for once. Um, but you know, I I mean, like the Arcana thing they just brought in for this movie, and when we finally get to Coles, I'm just like, okay, this is what I thought was going to happen. Okay, I thought 
that Hanzo Hisashi was going to take over his body and he was going to become Scorpion. That's what I legit thought was going to happen. Like I thought it was going to be this whole like ghost possession thing and he was going to turn into Scorpion and then we'd have our Scorpion. But like, I, I don't know if like, you know, cause I thought that was going to be like a nether realm thing where he could come out of there and just be like, okay, you're going to take possession of this dude because he's your bloodline, blah, blah, blah. We've seen it before. But like, instead what we get is a dude in like, as, as, as our buddy Tony says, which by the way, shout out to you, Tony. Um, I miss you. Drax armor. That's like what <laughs> we got. Wrong. Like Drax armor that somehow absorbs kinetic energy from hits that he takes, even from Goro, who is like the the sub boss of the entire like you know freaking like okay, well you could say Shang Tsung is that for Shao Kahn, but I mean like Goro is that for Shang Tsung. So like. Cole is this dude who they invented for this movie. He comes in there. He fights with Goro. He takes all the punches Goro can hand out. And his stupid fucking Drax armor absorbs all the energy. And then he just redirects it and fights with him. And he has a little tone fuzz or whatever that he has. And fights and beats Goro up. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? Because seriously, this is the second time Goro's gone out like a little bitch. I'm sorry, I can't stand it. Like, Cole, for Cole to come in there and beat Goro is the stupidest thing. Like, no. It shouldn't have happened. And then and he has more of a problem with Sub-Zero than Goro. What is up with this? And secondly, did they job Scorpion out to this guy? Because seriously, if Scorpion had to fight Sub-Zero one-on-one, he probably wouldn't have won that fight, even though he should have being that he's a fucking demon. Like, that he should have won against Bihan. And, like, instead he needs help from Cole in his stupid Drax armor with his stupid tone fuzz with looking after his stupid little family, okay? I don't give two shits about his family. All right? Like, seriously. Um, As far as narrative goes, and as far as, like, this could have been served by any other character in this whole entire thing. Like Hanzo could have been our main character. I would have been fine with that. Or like Johnny Cage would, it could have been our, like, you know, like he kind of was in the 95 film. It was Johnny Cage. who was the guy who was like the audience surrogate. It was like, I don't know what the hell are you talking about? Master Boyd, by the way, Master Boyd, how are you a master of martial arts? I'm sorry. I have a bone to pick with that. But anyway, just the dude didn't look like a, a martial arts guy. Okay. But, um, Regardless, it was Shang Tsung anyway. You know, it's like, why at the end of this movie do you have to have Cole be like, I'm going to Hollywood. Is that the what? It's the who. It's just like so stupid. He could have been, it could have been Johnny Cage in that role. I'm just saying it could have been. He's the guy who's most far removed from everything else. He doesn't have any familial stuff. You don't have to do the whole stupid tattoo thing because the kids love him. It's just... <sighs> yeah I'm at the point where I can't even finish my own sentences but seriously dude Cole Young is one of the worst characters ever made and I hope he never shows up in the video games Ed Boon do not put him in the games we don't want to play as him I'm sorry It. it he has stupid powers he has a dumbass armor suit this is just ridiculous okay Josh take it away please I'm actually going to hand this to Crystal for a brief for, for a hot minute. Okay, I'll be right back, guys. Let, let out, like, burn your coal, as it were. 
Because <laughs> we're hating him. What are your thoughts on Cole Young? I, you want to know how bad he is? I completely forgot that his last name. He had a last name. I just called him Cole. Young. Which, can I... I'm very confused. Was the girl his daughter or his stepdaughter? They don't state. I don't know. I'm perfectly honest, I don't know. I, I'm so we confused were, by that. When when that whole scene was happening where they're at like the burger joint, we were a little... I was a little confused because I'll admit I wasn't paying attention initially, but the girl looked way too old to be the age that I think they were implying. And there was a point where I stupidly thought that they were like high schoolers. I know. Like dating. And, and then it just, we, and then we all got confused. Like she looks too young. But at the same time, she looks too old. Like it's a weird thing, but okay. Back to Cole, back to his dumb anyway, ass. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was just weak sauce. Like he, it felt like his only purpose was to, I guess, move the plot along. I, I wouldn't say the plot, but more like the characters to give like that. He, he, he's the he's the anime protagonist in the whole thing. Like we can do it with the power of friendship. Oh my god, <laughs> you're right. Oh my god, and you, you know. I think there would be something actually kind of endearing to have a character that's so overly optimistic and positive be your main character amongst this world of just out there, over-the-top, fucked-up people, crazy monks, literal gods, and honorable soldiers. But isn't the optimist already uh, Liu Kang? Exactly. So it's like, literally, by the time they go to the temple, I think Cole is literally rendered useless until they decide, oh, yeah, we need to have scenes with him again. I, I remember I was I was keeping my eyes on Cole the whole time. And I was just thinking, are you going to say something? Like, are you going to contribute? And like I said earlier, I think a large part of it is because he has no personality like okay this might be a bit dark this might be very dark but look he's the kind of guy they set him up as somebody who does it who who, who basically takes punches and they kind of establish that he's way too talented as a fighter to be taking to be taking losses like that so i like to think <clears throat> You just change around Cole and make him the biggest sad sack. Make him want to die. Like he goes to the to the fights, just kind of hoping, you know what? Maybe this will be the one that'll kill me. Maybe, may just go ahead, just 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 kind of just 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 keep on the arm bar and don't let go. And it isn't until all this crazy shit starts happening with Sub-Zero and everybody that he's just like, you know what? I want to live. <laughs> now, I want to have cool powers. I want to live. <laughs> now, granted, I more or less described Riggs from Lethal Weapon. <laughs> but, you know, at least it would be something to work with. 
or this might also be a minor thing. I think it's also just, I remember seeing a lot of people saying that this script feels like it was the bet, like it was written in the early 2010s during that time when everybody was kind of cautious about rebooting a new franchise for fans, but the general audience isn't going to pick up on it. So they have to change a few things, but then the script was unearthed decade, like a decade later by super fans of the series and knew that they could do their own work on it. And Cole feels like the kind of person that was just meant to shepherd everybody along. My can, I ask, can, can I ask you guys this though? Do you feel like Cole was a bit fan fiction-y? Like, like, isn't this what we do in fan fiction where we just set it up and, and like you have all the established characters and then you're like, no, I want to introduce a little character that's like me or that's like the audience surrogate. So everybody no, knows they did that. On. They did that in Deception and that's the character I haven't talked about yet. <laughs> no, so, I agree. Yeah, I agree with you there. But I mean, it's where, like he's a self-insert. That's where my biggest change would come in. I would talk to Dave Callum and be like, dude, you're going to do Spider-Verse 2. OK, listen up. Oh. I need to I need to help you. Jeez. This is all solved by one thing. Make him Taven. <laughs> <laughs> that way you could just have everybody be like, holy shit. They put Taven in this movie, and he's the main character. I hate this, but I love it. <laughs> that would be a pretty ballsy move. I wouldn't and have minded. And I think it would also excuse so much of the negativity around Cole because with a new Mortal Kombat character, granted, they always get shit on and I don't help with that. I understand that I'm part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> the first step in admitting is admitting that you have a problem and that is that you are the problem. That's my, that's my progress here. But everybody knows that Taven is a blank slate. Mm -hmm. So I think... Having him be that, like, even if reviewers looked up and they're like, who the fuck is this character? Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. He was already like this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, credits for accuracy. But you have a character like Cole Young. Even the name just kind of sounds boring. The, the name is like from a random, like a, like a name generator on Google or something. <laughs> I'll throw out a name. I literally used this name in a movie. John Maverick. It's almost as good as John Matrix. John. <laughs> but, Commando uh, reference for the day. All right. But Cole sucks. He's not even the best Cole in video games. But you know what? I would gladly welcome him in the video games if Ed Boon decides to pull a Godzilla 2000 and has him show up in a cutscene. Just and killed. he just gets killed just by gets the new killed. main character that they create. But Cassie Cage goes and kills him, and then it's like, fuck you, like she does to Liu Kang as the zombie <laughs> Liu Kang. I just played that part of Mortal Kombat 11, where you like beat Liu Kang, you beat the evil Liu Kang, and then she just goes, fuck you, as he's die as he's like sitting there knocked out. I'm just like, my God, that's brilliant. It's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. I feel a little bad for going off as much as I am because I feel like Brock's just like <sighs> poor Brock. I'm sorry. We're sorry, Brock. It's fine. It's fine. We're sorry. It's fine. 
But no, uh, I mean the, the the best. Okay, the best thing, the the best worst thing about this movie when Cole was like about to be Goro or something. Goro has him, and then his daughter goes, "Dad, use your uppercut." That, that was dumb. That I will admit. Was uh, that I will admit was dumb. That you was, shouldn't have to get told to do that. That was. That like almost destroyed the the whole Wawa moment with uh, Kano. Like all these characters <laughs> giving off screen advice are just like you know like like Kano's one was actually funny, and then you had the stupid thing where the girl where his daughter says, "Use your uppercut, Dad." <clears throat> Which yeah. they were trying to go for like a like a whole UFC kind of thing, like I I noticed a lot of UFC. Yeah, they were going and... MMA. Yeah. Yeah. So uppercut? that's not how the corners talk. Uppercut. Um, not Can in you imagine MMA. Imagine like in, in like Conor McGregor's corner, just you hear just use your uppercut. <laughs> use your shoulder. <laughs> Use your shoulder. <laughs> Ground pound him. Put him in a body bag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god, there was a shirt that had that on it, and I so wanted that shirt, and now I can't find it anywhere. I just wanted yeah. that shirt so badly. Put him in a body bag. Yeah. I gotta ask, since it's obvious, I think this is gonna be a success. I think Mortal Kombat's going to be a major success. I think so. Yeah. As, as of as of yesterday, it's already made nine million at the box office. Oh wow! Oh, Keep wow. in mind, it's not in Japan or China, I believe yet. Oh, okay. It's going to kill over there, I think. Wait. How is this going to do in China, you guys? And that is that's part of the reason when it gets to my turn around, Cole, of why I'm going to explain why I think the main reason why Cole's in the movie. Okay. I, I, I will add. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yep, yep, yep. I will add that I think that all that we need for Cole is just some time to get to know him a little bit more and for mm -hmm. his character to, to be flushed out. Because I think that there's a basis for possibly a good character there. We just need a little bit more time. Can That's we have him and Johnny Cage fight and just have a douche off? I think you're going to get that in the sequel. I think we're going to get that. Oh, well, wait until Cole Young dies, because you know that's coming. Oh, yeah. There'll be a moment. There's, there was a fan theory. Are, are you guys still good? or? Yeah. Okay. There, there was a fan theory that I told Mike about that I actually, I honest to God, thought was going to happen. Simon McQuaid did talk about how um, like this is a cast of like a... It's a video game that is heavily set in you know, Japanese and Chinese culture and stuff like that. So it would have felt really awkward plastering a giant white face over the top of it. And I, I'm not being that guy, but I'm also being that guy saying that um, Cole Young is the main character in the movie for a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, uh, there uh, part there was a fan theory that end the end of the thing that, hey, he was an MMA fighter, that they were going to go into the movie that, like, I would really like to be an actor, though, and then his stage yeah, name would be Johnny Cage. That's what um, I But uh, I bought into that. As far as Cole goes, I, as much as I like, there's barely anything about this movie that I did not like, I will say that even I was kind of like, it's whatever. Um, mm -hmm. the one thing they've never done in Mortal Kombat is have an MMA character, believe it or not. This is the first time. This is true. So I was kind of shocked when this was the time where I'm like, you have probably around 100 characters in these games and you've never done an MMA fighter. 
So, um, and like his power set, although it did not look good in the movie, yeah, or how they set up his character in the beginning did make sense. I will say, yeah. I will say that his family, I think Cole was fine. It's just that again, you put Cole in there, you have him have a cool setup, and then you still needed to have the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. So in the sequel, I think it's going to be a lot better. We're going to actually get moments where you're going to have probably communication consistently between him and Hanzo, and then he's going to learn some stuff. That'd be cool. The um, Before I get too far into what my problem with some of this movie and how it's like portrayed, we're going to go into... People think a lot that Cole is a Mary Sue in Mortal Kombat, and I don't think so. It personally, me. In a lot of situations, go watch IGN's um, timeline of Mortal Kombat. The first mm-hmm. five game ends in Mortal is Liu Kang wins lol. Is literally how every single game. <laughs> true, true. Literally every game. Literally every yeah. game. And then um, I'm going to show you guys about the wonders of the character named Shujinko. <laughs> and Tom in Mortal in Mortal Kombat Deception Conquest, you start out with this little kid that is being taught by Bo Raicho. Bo Raicho being the fat drunkard that taught Kung Lao and Liu Kang how to be expert fighters. Keep that in yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, through the entire game, Shu Jinko, which by the way, if you thought it was on the nose, hey Mike, why don't you say the little fact I told you about what Shujinko means in Japanese? It means main character. Thank you. So, um, <laughs> by the way, we're going through this whole thing where Shujinko gets tricked by Damashi, a random spirit, to collect the Kamidogu, a piece of, piece of each one of the realms, to fight against the Dragon King. Spoiler alert. Damashi's Dragon King. Shujinko's a fucking idiot. Anyway, so, they go throughout this entire fight. Throughout the video game, you show that Shujinko ages by about 80 years. And throughout the whole game, Shujinko learns the fighting style and special moves of every Mortal Kombat character in history. Oh my god. There's your Mary Sue. There's your Mary Sue. You thought Cole was bad? You have no idea. You want to know what his combat, his combat ending is? With the power of every Mortal Kombat character combined, I, in a single blow destroyed Onaga and sent him back to his fighting pits. That's literally how it ends. All like you, oh boy, people like you, Mary Sue is the definition of, and also we want to like one thing that I have again, how this game kind of portrays Mortal Kombat to a T. Hey, Josh, play Mortal Kombat and add a ticker for every time a character that would not lose a fight, loses a fight just because they're not the character you're playing as. Mm, True. That's the thing that's kind of like, we need to get through this scene, but we can't even lose that fight. Well, the other one's just going to have to lose it. I don't care if it doesn't make sense. But um, <laughs> That's kind of how NetherRealm does their story modes, though. It's, it is. It is. That. Yeah. The, the main problem that I have that, like, Cole gets kind of shafted in a way that I think people that were kind of pissy with Cole from the start didn't give him a chance toward the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I've now seen that movie three times and almost everyone who I've talked to said Scorpion gets jobbed out because he couldn't beat Sub-Zero at the end of that movie without Cole. Outside of the first two minutes of that fight, Scorpion beats the ever-living fuck out of Sub-Zero for that entire fight outside of Cole getting in at some total of four hits after Sub-Zero already set him up for a spike. Yeah, He gets frozen one time. He gets frozen one time outside of that Hanzo hands Sub-Zero's ass to him on a silver platter and then goes, hey, Cole, why don't you hit him a couple of times too? Because I'm already done with my piece with him. <laughs> <laughs> and do you really think that? 
My, I, I, I've, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it three times now. The fight goes twice, every thought, time. I saw it differently, and I saw it twice, it, but I saw it differently. It's it's that's that's how I felt. I was, but it's everyone's different. I just I was I was waiting for the moments where the like outside of Scorpion being froze the one time, he really never's at that much of a disadvantage. Cole spends ninety percent of that fight punching his frozen wife. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just I, like I, uh, I I'm just being I honest like, here. I've heard of preaching the wife, but this is ridiculous. Just, I'm just being honest. Punching the ice off of the off of his frozen to wife. To be clear, to be clear, to be, pr- to pr- be perfectly clear. But um, yeah, Crystal, Crystal brought it up. I think Cole will have a better time when it when you get the later movies. And again. Jobbing out to me is when Funaki gets choke slammed by Kane by Kane and Big Show, and then <laughs> mm, they mm. step on him and he gets pinned. Mm. But if you want Sub Zero getting jobbed, it was the beginning of that movie. In every Mortal Kombat game, Scorpion horrendously murders Sub Zero. Why? Because he's Ed Boon's favorite character. <laughs> this is the <laughs> first sense. time ever that Sub Zero. Like outside of like the sure the Lin Kuei always kills the Shuri Ryu, except sometimes Sub Zero's not there. Sometimes like Sub Scorpion doesn't die, but then he gets possessed with the Spirit of Vengeance. He's Scorpion is Mortal Kombat Ghost Rider. That is basically what he is. Basically, and it's like this is the first time where Sub Zero is like, no, I'm the big badass. I'm going to do whatever. Because normally he gets his ass handed to him, he gets killed, becomes a different character, and then you get his little brother to become Sub Zero. <laughs> it, it's just it happens. We mentioned Noob, Noob Cybot a lot. That guy's on for four films. He's going to be Noob Cybot for four more films. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as Cole goes, I don't. I for the life of me, well, I like I understand his power set because to a degree, unless he takes hits. His power set's fucking useless. So realistically, he's one of the weakest Mortal Kombat characters ever made if he doesn't get hit. He has to be bad at fighting to use his powers. <laughs> so this I, is that is true. I, I still don't understand the fucking Tonfas. That I never will. Those don't make any sense. I'm like, the armor yeah, makes what sense. What's that about? I'm like, why do you construct Tonfas? The most that's... I'm going to distribute power weapon and you get Tonfas. I'm like, but uh yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I like, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't think he's a Mary Sue. Like at first I was saying that in the group chat. Cause I like, initially that was what I thought, but then I saw it the second time and I thought, okay, he's re- not really a Mary Sue, but he's he could become that. What I'm he is is useless. He, <laughs> he what he could become one if they don't handle him correctly. And one thing I will say, depending upon this film, I could see them killing him in the second movie. I would cheer. I could see them killing him in the second. I would be shocked just in the way I'll admit this is where my filmmaking flexing comes in. If I were making the movie, <laughs> I would set him up as the main character. And then well, I wouldn't have him be the main character. I would probably have him be a part of the cast, like a like a minor cast. You think you're going to follow these guys? It's going to be like that stereotypical thing that you'd see when people try and adapt movies or it's like oh you know like games like oh okay this is gonna be diet johnny cage diet sonia 
diet jacks and you have this combat annihilation you have this main character (laughs) token white boy blonde hair blue eyes chiseled you know he looks good he's pretty good at fighting and then sub-zero rolls in and he just fucking destroys him he just fucking obliterates him pull a scream you think you think Drew Barrymore's gonna be the the main character, but oh no, Sub Zero's at the door, baby. <laughs> you know what? I and, wouldn't mind them doing an exact redo of Mortal Kombat Annihilation in the aspect that Lyndon Ashby went, "Fuck you guys, I'm not dying in the first five minutes," and they snap <laughs> Johnny Cage's neck in the first five minutes of the next movie. I shit you not, is what happens. Shit is like Raiden zaps the entire field of Shao Kahn's fighters and goes. They're dead. Let go of Johnny. You won't do it because I have Johnny. Shit, you called me out on my good guy bluff. And then he goes, crash, and just ends Johnny Cage in the first five minutes of that movie. He's done. (laughs) This is Luke Kang's movie, goddammit. (laughs) (laughs) I did love love the Shao Kahn guy because he's just like, kabow at my my feet. feet. (laughs) I, I want to all ask. the camera angles for that fight were just amazing because they're like all like low camera just shooting up and then you see like Raiden just do his uppercut and he's just like just like either low you camera know? angles or GoPros directly on people's GoPros yes <laughs> oh my god it's freaking amazing it's terrible and that's the worst green screen I've seen in a movie in my entire oh, life oh it was like the, the first five minutes of that are wow. just. I the ninjas garish. popping out of the sky and everything like the, Josh, the out, the I, I, I ask one favor, Josh. Dude. Yes. I don't know if you've seen Annihilation, have you? I have, and you know what? I'm going to say something that's going to get me flamed. There was a point as a kid, I watched that more than the original because I was stupid. Buddy, it was better. hey, I'm We've there with there. you. When I was a yeah. kid, I was there with you because it had more characters in it. That was my dumb kid yeah. brain. <laughs> I was like, oh, they had Cyrax. I'm happy. They had Cyrax. But Cyrax was pretty awesome, though. He was. They did him good. Go yeah. watch. Do me a favor because you'll appreciate this as a filmmaker. Go watch. And I told them in Mortal Kombat 1, Goro, for is what they could pull off and looking like the sleep paralysis demon that he does, <laughs> looks good. Yeah. But Shiva... Would they make in a second movie with more budget? You could tell. Look at her top arms. They're great. Look at her second arm. They're like a floating rib. They literally <laughs> don't align with her body. Like her body moves and the CGI stays in place. It's terrible. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But also, there's a scene in that movie where Liu Kang jumps over a bridge when he's fighting with Sub-Zero. To help Sub-Zero who's leaning over a cavern. Yes. And then after that, Sub-Zero takes Katana and goes, suckers, and then goes away. Scorpion, yes. Or Scorpion, I'm sorry. If you look, when Liu Kang flips across the bridge, Scorpion's standing behind her already waiting for her to do his part of the scene. Yes, yes. (laughs) I thought you were going to That was a good teleport. That was just an awesome teleport, man. I thought you were going to bring up the best, like, character reintroduction just tell you know what, Sindel J.R.R. Tolkien, get the fuck out of here, you useless hack. Okay, <laughs> you may have you may have perfected fantasy literature, but you know what, Gandalf the White ain't got shit on Raiden. In the short hair, the idol. 
and <laughs> short hair looking like Sting. He doesn't just flip into frame, but he literally pops Appears. in. Pops in. Like spinning like Sonic the Hedgehog, and then yes. he gets in front of the camera, and then you can see the literal jump cut edit where they got the actor actually on location instead of the instead of the, the green screen and then the camera pulls back finally you take in James Remar doing his best Billy Idol and he just smiles looks at the camera and you can see the literal moment that his soul dies and he just goes Never give up hope. <laughs> no, I think the moment that the soul died when everyone had to sit back and go, Mother, you're alive. Too bad, Too bad you, you will <laughs> I literally took hype myself up for the movie. I know it was a weird thing to do. I wanted to originally have my friend Adi come over and we were going to watch all three, like the, the other two Mortal Kombat movies in hype for this one. So that way we could give her a crash course on how insane it is. But she never was never able to make it. And me and Crystal were procrastinating, cleaning up the apartment to have company. So I settled on showing Crystal and rewatching the Godzilla Mendoza video on Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Which, when I saw that scene, you will die. I, 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 I got nom flashbacks to the CDI Zelda games. That was a line you that was so die. bad. As a six-year-old kid, I was like, <laughs> and just, I'm telling you, the video is worth it. Amazing. The video's worth it for Xavier. That's his real name. For Xavier doing a whole skit where he hypes up smoke. He comes in dressed up as smoke. And he's just like, hey kids, smoking's bad. <laughs> wait, wait, so his name is actually just smoke? There's a character called smoke. smoke. No. And there's a character called per called Rain. And he's oh, wait. in purple. Yeah, you know, because, because John Tobias is an idiot. <laughs> you Mike lost his shit when I told him that. I'm like, hey, Mike, why is he? What's his name? Rain? Why is that? I don't know. He's purple. Mike just goes, fucking God. Purple <laughs> Rain. It's <laughs> basically like the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure of video games. Where they just throw everything at the characters. You know what? I love it. He's so got much. a character, Noob Sidebot. You know why he's called Noob Sidebot? Are you asking me or <laughs> I'm asking okay. Crystal? Oh, okay. We actually alluded to it in a character mentioned earlier. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's called Noob Sidebot. The creators are Ed Boone and John Tobias. <laughs> Noob is Boone backwards. Tobias. It's Tobias Boone. I think my favorite one, though, and it's my favorite Mortal Kombat character, is Ermac. He's my favorite favorite of all the Red Ninjas. Do you know why he's called Ermac and why they made him up? Because there used to be an old flash screen that would come across when the game fucked up that said Error Macro. So people (laughs) thought there was a character named Ermac. So then eventually they just made a character called Ermac. Yes. <laughs> it was like, it's like, it's like Scarlet. It's yeah, like he's Scarlet. in Annihilation and I fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> the same with Scarlet. And Blaze, the main villain, 
in fucking uh in uh Armageddon. It's just a fucking background sprite in the pit stage in Mortal Kombat 2. <laughs> Seriously, oh, this franchise is weird. Mortal Kombat. I love it so much. The insanity though. of it. You know what? I feel really bad for Crystal. We're jumping into all of this. She barely got me into anime. And we're in this big lore of Mortal Kombat right here. And I feel bad for her because she's going to be tackling Kingdom Hearts at some point. No. Oh, good. man. Watch, good luck. Watch, good luck with that. watch a good enough summary of Kingdom Hearts. It might there... be the funniest video I've seen on YouTube. I, I know, but they're so uncomprehensive. I That's can't... the point. <laughs> that makes me think of the Brian David Gilbert video where he's trying to explain the Kingdom Hearts story in the hero's journey circle, but it ends up being so overly complicated. <laughs> he makes a circle within a circle and then another circle, so it looks like a Venn diagram, and after a while he's like, okay, assholes, we're at this point... I brought out a data cube. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to quote to quote the good enough summary, hocus pocus, these games have no focus. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I saw a little thing on Twitter though that said that like in the pre, you know, pre-internet days of like, you know, in the 90s when Mortal Kombat really did come out, it was like first came out, I should say. It's like it's almost like that was the developers having a dialogue with the fans. So in a way, all that fan service stuff and all that crazy shit that went in the games, mm -hmm. it's like, it's almost like a precursor to like, you know, now the way that we have things now where people can just communicate with the developers and stuff and, and, you know, sometimes bully them and I'm sometimes not. I'm going to quote Pat from Two Best Friends while they were watching the Mortal Kombat 9 story. He described it best. When he thinks of all this crap, he just pictures John Tobias and Ed Boon in Chicago just sitting behind an arcade cabinet writing notes of the stupid horseshit theories <laughs> the kids come up with and goes, Probably. Well, that one's not too stupid. <laughs> that well, one's you know, really dumb. John, write that one down. <laughs> I mean, like reading that NBA Jam book and how much location testing they did, I mean, it probably, that probably did happen. Which, to a degree. Speaking yeah. of two best friends, I'm just going to say this. It's a dumb thing. It's never going to happen. But I will literally cry tears of joy if in the sequel they have Jax kill somebody, like a big character. Uh-huh. And as he kills him, you know, he's standing over the body. Maybe it's over an American flag. He grabs the flag, drapes it over him. He's like, oh, shit, America. <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to talk about the dumb costume he has a deadly alliance with the MP5 on his back and the backwards hat and the gold chain. <laughs> oh, God. Did now, you guys know that Jax is black? He's really black in that photo. Or they talk about that Jax had like God, no. Or they talk about that Jax had weight problems in the he second did, movie. In the Mortal Kombat cartoon, he had confidence issues because he was fat as a child. I'm like, why? <laughs> I, I, I just watched a video on that earlier. Why? You don't need to do that. It's so stupid. That's like an annihilation <laughs> when he wore them fucking stupid strength enhancers and he rips them off and just punches Motaro. <laughs> now, don't do that. Now, Guys, what we're trying to tell you is this franchise is stupid, but that's why we love it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Every, mm -hmm. Like, if they even call it out. I appreciate it. Like, Cole said a lot of dumb stuff in that movie, but I am glad. Fucking finally, someone in a Mortal Kombat movie one. They even <laughs> spelt it wrong. They spelled like, it wrong. 
<laughs> that was the best line he had, honestly. That, that is honestly his best line. That was his yeah. best line. He's like, you uh, made that last part up. Come on, they even spelled you know, it wrong. I'm like, thank oh, you. <laughs> okay, I will say this for the record, though. I will say that, like, you, all the all the criticism and all the times that we've we've ripped Cole a new one here in this podcast, I will say, Louis Tan, you're awesome. You're you're really you're cool. Yeah, like no, like we don't I hate didn't the actor. Until someone pointed yeah, it out. Actor. He's the same guy who played Shatterstar in Deadpool. I never realized that until I someone said it to me. I never realized that. Holy crap! Yeah. yeah, you know what? <laughs> oh my god, I can see it now. Yeah. Yeah, it blew my mind. I was eating lunch with a friend before we went and saw it. He's like, "Yeah, I was watching Deadpool too." And did you know the guy who plays Cole is Shatterstar? I'm like, my brain broke. I'm like, how did I not see that? <laughs> no. I got it. That's pretty hilarious that he comes in that movie and he's like, um, he's like, I'm the best at everything. He, he was also uh, Zhu, Ch- Zhu Chang in uh, Iron Fist. No way. No. What? I literally, I literally joke. I'm never watching that show again. I swear to God. I, I literally <laughs> joke. I swear so to God. If they give <laughs> him the immortal again. Iron Fist, I'm going to fucking lose it. He didn't. Thank God. But wow, man. that is. But I, I do want to so ask. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Shang-Chi is going to be really good, but I, I just oh, yeah. want to ask, oh, um, yeah. since they set him up, who do you guys see playing Johnny Cage? The Miz. Every, I'm for every, that. I'm for that. Every, everyone on Facebook and Twitter that I've, that I've asked that question has said either The Miz or Scott Atkins or who did, who did we say earlier? Um, well, one here is the problem. Here's the exact problem. Okay. This and why I appreciate this movie. If this movie was made with a giant budget, it would be Chris Pratt. No, I don't no. think so. No, that's who they would cast. I'm not saying that's who we want, but I'm saying that's who they would cast. No, because no. they want a guy who can play a douchebag, and Chris Pratt can play a douchebag. That's what they would do. The problem is, I, I, the problem is with the Miz. He would fit that role because he's a fucking douchebag. The problem is the, I hate him because he's a fucking douchebag. <laughs> that's why I love him. I can't, like, the problem... He's a douchebag, and that's why I love him because I, I like the heels. Anyway. I know, but the problem is at some point I need to be able to like Johnny Cage, and I would not be able to fucking do that if The really? Miz was in that movie. Really? Yes, okay. I wouldn't. I Real wouldn't. To that you have point? no I, to, you have no idea how much I don't like the Miz because oh. he's good at his job. <laughs> I guess okay, I okay. fucking hate the Miz so much. Want, he's I'm... good at his job. That's why. That's fair. Oh, okay. That's fair. So that way Crystal could see where we're coming from with this. I love the heels. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm completely lost okay, at this point. <laughs> so Brock, I want you as oh, best oh. as you can oh, to no. summarize what Johnny Cage is as a character to Crystal, who has never seen anything else Mortal Kombat related. I don't even know what he looks Johnny like. Johnny Cage is a big enough douchebag to tattoo his name on his chest. <laughs> his first name. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's a movie star. He's vain. And he does the splits. The, the Blitz Nut Punch. He, does he, is, he is a movie actor who actually has training so that he could do the fights in the movies, but he's a... People are like, you're a video... Well, you're an actor. You can't actually do this. And like I said, the scene that I was talking about earlier from MK9 is Johnny Cage on a bridge with Kano where they're just looking at each other and he goes, ah, the shrimp... Barbie? I don't know. <laughs> jokes? And it's like, that's what he is. 
until later when he becomes a 50-year-old and he had my second favorite character in all of Mortal Kombat, Cassie Cage, and he becomes like the best dad in video game history short of Joel. <laughs> like <laughs> spe- spe- speaking of which, um like speaking of the older version of Johnny Cage, some someone someone also pointed out that because he was based on John Claude Van Damme, yes, that oh, it would be it would be kind of it would be awesome if like the sequel just jumped right to him being played by John Claude Van Damme, oh. like, well, um, <laughs> you, you know he's he's kind of like the what like the washed up actor who, yeah, let let's let's say Cole Cole meets and you know they form a bond and then. They're all, they're all summoned for the tournament, and and that's how he gets his big redemption story. Yeah, maybe I'm a basic uh, if when it comes to like him being old, no. but I think if you want to go no. old man Cage, no. I think you actually have to get a B actor, but give him the budget to actually work and train, so that way they can do shit. So my basic bitch choices <laughs> for an older Johnny Cage. Are Nathan Fillion or Bruce Campbell? I could see Nathan Fillion. Bruce is a little bit too much over for yeah. me, in my opinion. But like, you watch, yeah. you watch Ash versus Evil Dead. He still got enough dexterity to be flung around whenever Sam Raimi's like, "What if we just threw a little toy at you?" Yeah, and that's kicking your ass. Yeah, but if we're talking a younger Johnny Cage, like on the same level as everybody else. I think you would need to get a movie star, maybe not a total big one, not one that his that his face is plastered everywhere, but still one iconic enough that like, okay, you see him. I think the best choice for Johnny Cage is not Ryan Reynolds because that's too easy of a pick. And plus that would be three times the budget to get him. Oh, uh, yeah. If Johnny, yeah. if Ryan would do it for free, my heart would want Ryan Reynolds. But, but yeah, he. Yeah. I think the best choice would be Chris Evans. He would not hmm. be bad. He would have to get more of his douchebagginess. The problem he's is got, with us casting. Pilgrim. Oh, I know. That's what I mean. More of his douchebagger roles are like him in Losers and yeah. stuff like that. The problem is, it's really hard to cast this because I don't think they're going to go for someone people know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. There, for for me, there there are two very important criteria. One, oh, okay, three. One, um, he shouldn't really, he shouldn't necessarily be an unknown, or he shouldn't, he shouldn't be someone like big, um, but he has, he has to have the swagger of a celebrity. <clears throat> Number two. Yeah. Um, don't cast him any older than 35, especially if, especially if Warner Brothers wants to pump out like five more of these. Yeah. And also he should, he should be like a trained, a trained fighter. He should be. And bonus, you don't have to make him Caucasian. No. And, And when they find him, he needs to be on the set of Ninja Mine. <laughs> just he has he to does. be. They he did does. not bring it in. They did not bring yes. it in quite yet, but they have to have Ninja Mime in there. I will lose Ninja my Mime. The tagline is you won't hear him coming. Come on. 
That could be misconstrued. Hey. Crystal thinks maybe Oscar Isaac. Because mm. I, I have seen him like no. getting ready for some movie. I think it's Moon Knight, and he's he's kicking all. Oh, that's ass. true. That is true. And he is gonna be. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wyatt Russell. He wouldn't be bad. That's, he would not that's be actually, bad. That's actually kind of perfect. I would. John I wouldn't Walker. be against it. If you would have, still, it would be a very different role for him. But I'm still sticking with the Miz. I say the Miz if if if, if we they actually do go with a professional fighter. Mm-hmm. But actor, you know how to take the bumps. But actor, fuck it. I think Marvel's given Wyatt like a wider range than he did with the Lodge. I think that was the show that he was on. Yeah. Or I think it was like Lodge 49. What, sure. Why would you hit me out? Like, what about George St. Pierre? No. No, no, George no. St. Pierre no, is no. a little too big for John. I could see I him being in a Mortal Kombat movie, though. Don't discredit that. I could see them getting him for something. I could see him getting that for something, but he, he'd right. be a little too... look up what he looks like. Oh, dude. They got it. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be actually kind of cool. I wouldn't be totally against that. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> they could have him be Kentaro. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> They're going to bring him in. They got to bring in Kentaro or Shiva now because Goro's gone. That's what they always do. But, and no one's going to know who this is. I honestly, for, for anyone who has played DMC or knows the motion capture he does, I told Mike this earlier. He's already played the character in the sequel. I really badly want Kenshi, and I really bad, badly want to be played by Daniel Southworth. Daniel Southworth is a guy who has done video game mocap for years. He's mocapped Virgil for years, and he has multiple years of doing stunt casting, and he's already played him in Mortal Kombat Legacy, and he knocked it out of the park. Hmm. I really want Dan Southworth. But we're never going to get it. Yeah, That's okay. <laughs> I want well, a Kerry Hoskins cameo. Quite frankly, I want we're never anybody gonna get that we're never gonna I, get or Daniel Pacino or somebody from the game. What games I want is I want Lyndon Ashby to be the janitor on the set Johnny Cage is at, dude. I mean, if they could get Lyndon Ashby and Bridget Bridget Williams and like who else did they get to come back for Aftermath to actually voice the characters and, and um, all that stuff? The, like the guy, the guy who played, um, it's I always forget his name, the guy who played Shang Tsung. I always forget his name, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they got, got him, him back. They got Lyndon Ashby. They got, um, uh, yeah, they got, oh my gosh, I'm so bad with names. I don't remember if they got, because they didn't get Robin Shaw. No, they didn't get Robin Shaw. It was somebody else. Who did they? Oh, did they, did they get, did they get, uh, did they get Lambert? Oh, dude, it was. I don't, I don't remember if they did. Did they? I think it I, was. I think I remember hearing something about that i'm gonna look this up here mortal yeah, Kombat after they could have a bunch of just random stuff like i would love to see ed boone get murdered <laughs> <laughs> take that out of, context, that out of context exactly but like can you tell me how happy ed boone would be if he got murdered by scorpion on screen he would oh, he, he, he would he would love that he would lose his mind he would lose his mind so hear me out I've, I've just looked up what Johnny Cage looks like and call me crazy, but what if they beefed up Andy Samberg? 
Just give him the training. He's got the personality. Just he's got the personality. I'm looking at his face, and it's it, it, it's there. She's looking up like this. I just wouldn't like it. I, I wouldn't like that. You can't even. For me, in my like opinion, it. I think he could pull off the lines, but I'm just too no. used to Andy Samberg being who Andy Samberg is. Yeah. You know what? If they're able to beat no, the Neil Nanjiani like and make him look like he could snap me in half like a glow stick. <laughs> You know what? I think may I think Stranger Things would happen. And besides, I thought you were about to say fucking Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! I was legit about to lose my shit. I'm like, if you see one of those kids, no. <laughs> oh, I had a stroke for a hot second. <laughs> I was like, what is she gonna say? But what if they did cast one of the kids from Stranger Things just to kill him off? I want... The, so bad. Look, okay, okay. am I crazy for watching the movie the whole time? I'm just thinking, God, just kill one of the kids. Look, 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 look. I was just thinking, I was just thinking, look, 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 look. If, when the second you have a kid die, stakes go real. way up. Shit does get know? real. You yeah. think of Jaws? Everyone's like, okay, shark. Okay, they killed a woman. I mean, it's like they killed that Imagine girl. Imagine if they killed a woman no with deal, a child. But they killed that. The shark kills the dog <laughs> and the child. You see, Spielberg knows what's up. People already feel iffy with dogs. Like, okay, now you're going too far. You kill a kid. Okay, now you're going too far. Josh, you He's right. They killed a kid in exactly. the beginning of the movie and, and nobody then, cared. And then, they, and then you think of Dr. Sleep. They killed off probably the poster child for children actors now. They had the balls to kill off uh, Jacob Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay. And yeah, that but, was horrifying. And then Steven like, Spielberg had the balls to kill off Newman. Like, he knows what the heartstrings are. I mean, exactly. Jurassic Park, he slaughtered him in that, in that truck. So I was just thinking, <laughs> oh my God, if, if Sub-Zero just grabs the baby in the floorboards, picks him up, turns him into like a popsicle, and then just this movie shoots up to a 10 out of 10 because the stakes are high. The problem is, I think that would have gained them an X rating. <laughs> I think so, yeah. man. I think that would have been like it. I got I got some some wish with uh, with uh, 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 Hanzo's uh, wife and child being frozen to death. <laughs> Okay, you, you win some you win some brownie points, Simon. But I got notes for the sequel. I expect them read by Monday. <laughs> oh, there'll be some there'll there's gonna be some stuff. Like the one I want, and this is in Mortal Kombat X. I will again, I got my buzzsaw fatality. Now the stupid one that's never going to fucking happen. And I repeat, never. There is one reality? where Johnny Cage comes up to a person. Punches them as hard as he can in the sternum, splits their chest open, and goes, "Here's Johnny," and then splits them in half. <laughs> now watch, that's going to happen in the sequel. Yes, I won't be able to handle myself. I will spontaneously combust in the theater. If now it's Crystal's turn to have a stroke. <laughs> you know, you know. Quite frankly, I mean, what you're saying, Josh. They could introduce fatalities in the sequel. Oh my dear God! No, no friendship, please. A friendship, friendship, please. 
Or Sub-Zero just buys a doll of himself and brings it to him. He just brings up ice cream cones to people. Perfect. What, if, what if that's how Cole like recruits Johnny Cage? <laughs> friendship. He wins, he he wins of, the fight somehow and then he gets some friendship. Did you see the dumb rainbow over it that says yes, friendship? Yes! <laughs> It's Mortal Kombat. Okay, Crystal, I'm gonna explain some things to you. This makes uh, this is completely. It makes sense. Just roll with me. So, so first, you're like, hey, what are you doing to kill someone? Fatality. Cool. We need to make it more better. Make it worse. Oh, we call it a brutality. Thanks a lot, Ted. You're fantastic. What do we want to do? Fuck it. I don't know. Let's put some animals in there. Call it an animality. What do we want to do? <laughs> Babies are cool. What do we call that? Turn them into a baby. Babe out and we got this. Cool. What do you want to do if they don't kill each other? We'll call it a friendship. friendship. What happens if the character wants to kill themselves? We'll come up the Hurry Curries so they can kill each other. What do we want to do with mortalities? We'll just call it a mortality. What can we fix with mortalities either? I don't fucking know. The coke lines ran out and I'm on edge. <laughs> This that was series the is fucking dumb and I love it. What's an animality? An animality is when Scorpion walks up to a person, turns into a penguin, shits down an egg, walks off screen, and the fucking egg explodes. I'm not making this shit up! They turn Scorpion. And you know who turns into a Scorpion? Fucking Shiva, because it makes no sense! And Josh, Kiona, whoever edits this episode... Bear. Please, please call please title it on the website this franchise is dumb but i love it yes 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 i need to get into this you just go look up it. animalities it's dumb animalities got made into this big spiritual fucking dumb thing by nightwolf in that an in the annihilation movie and all it is is a secondary version of fatalities where they turn into animals and then like another person turns into a fucking monkey and just like walks off it, it's dumb my god it's, so it's dumb funny. and my favorite thing is when you do a friendship and then you hear the announcer guy and he's like friendship friendship yep. again or you get the dumb shit. You want to see some, like, more, like fatalities are never going to do? Fucking Quan Chi jumps on a guy's shoulders, stretches his neck up, and he turns into a giraffe and falls over. That's all it is. And, like, and the, the dumbest one, Sub-Zero, in, I want to say Mortal Kombat 1, uppercuts a guy's head off three times. No, he doesn't hit it three times. He uppercuts it, the head flies off. He uppercuts it again, another head flies off. And he uppercuts it again, and a third head flies off. Yes. They need to do that. I cannot I love it so much. The sheer amount of fucking cocaine that went through NetherRealm Studios during the mid-90s cannot be measured by midway, man. Dude. Oh, Midway, I'm sorry, but... Oh, my God. Ed, I wouldn't like, be surprised. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. Ed Boone and John Tobias look like two people that are going to teach you how to play chess at Harvard Law. They're the most out-of-their-mind fuckers <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. I love them. I love them. <laughs> I love them both, man. So We want to oh have a God, podcast that's talking about dumb Mortal Kombat shit. Let's go. <laughs> you, you know, speaking of that, I want a full-on reenactment. Of the end of, I think it's Mortal Kombat 4. Are you talking about the Reiko thing with Jax? This is not a fatality. This is not a brutality. This is a fatality. fatality. <laughs> 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 Just imagine the actor that you have in there doing, singing those lines. 
No, what I want, what I want is the stupid shit from the earlier games where he picks someone up going, what am I throwing over there? What am I throwing over there? (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's what they do. If you slow those lines down, it's just fucking gibberish, but all it is is, what am I throwing over there? (laughs) And then he just... And then fucking more then fucking uh uh what do I want to say Luke Kang when he goes <laughs> when he fucking yes. does the bicycle kick? I want all of it. I want it to be stupid. Just the fact that they actually did the bicycle kick in this one. But <laughs> yes. you know the funny thing is, thinking back to the, the one in the original movie, I think it actually looks good in that movie, but this is the first time where I was just like while watching the movie, I was like, "Oh my god, they're doing the bicycle kick! This is the stupidest fight move I've ever seen." It is because it makes no sense. There's no forward momentum. He just jumps up and then he like <laughs> just just like rocket shoot out his ass and he goes forward. That's, like and he does. It looks great because you just have basically Robin show on a lift kicking a camera. Yes, That's all yes, it was. Yes. And then this one, he just does it, and then people are like, "That's not how." gravity works like what is this shit and like like they never explain how kung lao captain america's is fucking hat back. It. no not at all i mean oh. more movies have to be like this more movies have to be like where we just don't I'm, care about anything anymore you know like i feel like we're in such a this is the reason why all the Marvel movies look bland this is the reason why all the DC movies are <laughs> super dark and serious it's because like we can't Nobody just wants to like suspend their disbelief anymore. Yeah, and it, that's also why I love. Like, I thought that Wonder Woman eighty four was such a a breath of fresh air. It was just like, okay, the movie knows it's being delightfully dumb. Just go along with it. Have fun. I miss Pacific Rim. I miss having a mech fight where the fist goes through an office building and you follow the fist until it goes into a cubicle and hits one of those ball things that goes clackety clack like acrylics. I miss just John Wick and just having a simple story of a guy going on a murder rampage against an entire Russian mafia just because they killed his dog. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you know, you don't have to be like so ridiculous about it that like you no. pour like coffee on a keyboard and suddenly Mecha Godzilla stops working. That, like <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, it, that, was, that wasn't coffee. coffee. That, was, that was whiskey. It's, it's whiskey. It's whiskey. Okay. Get it right, it's gotta be whiskey because America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The entire no, plot I mean, line of Millie Bobby Brown leads up to them spilling whiskey on a fucking keyboard. Like, fucking whiskey. Okay. <laughs> Well, I but, mean, coffee, whiskey, what have you. But either, still. Yeah, it's 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 bad. It's Getting stupid. back to it, what we want is movies that know that they're stupid and roll with it. Mm, Please. We just had a lizard. No one said anything. A giant fucking, like, sapien iguana came in and attacked uh, the most hardcore Australian you've ever seen, Cole Young and Sonya Blade, and they didn't even say anything. He just punches him through the chest. Rips his heart out, goes, kind of wins. Yeah, you fucking beauty. Throws it away, and they act like they just had coffee. I talk with Mike, I talk with Mike all the time about why I fucking love Gurren Lagan. There's a point in that freaking anime at the end where their head of logistics goes, they punched him so hard he went to the other time in a space-time continuum. 
okay, so we need to check <laughs> on statistics. <laughs> and they just move on! That, that reminds me of the fucking seat that I quote all the time from fucking Inuyasha at this point. Yes! You're so used to demons yes! and shit. You got the monk that, that's constantly trying to fuck alliteration <laughs> intentional so that way he can he can pass on his, his wind scar wind tunnel thing his wind tunnel he finds a beautiful woman they go out to a field and she's just like please bear my children and he's just like oh you're very forward and then you start hearing and he just sighs oh, i knew this was too good to be true and this woman who is maybe just like a few inches shorter than him suddenly turns into a giant mantis and he giant just mantis. and he just says so directly giant mantis so you were disguised as a woman the whole time <laughs> yes exactly and there's some points where in movies where it's like that's brad's script writing and there that's funny like in the movie Fucking, he hits Kano. He's like, you shot a fucking fireball out of your hand. Teach me how to do that. Teach me, like, that's what I would do if I was there. <laughs> it's hilarious, because he goes like, he goes like, I, I have an eye laser now. And he's like, he's like, it's way better than a fireball, you pussy. You pussy. Or one of my favorite lines, he goes, yeah, I think I'm about to see some arcana in there. Let me try him again. <laughs> <laughs> I can always try eye laser Yes, man. I think... If, if filmmakers fully embrace this thing where it's don't take video game movies too seriously, I think I, we could possibly get a good Doom movie. I just Absolutely. Had, yeah. I had a thought just in hearing all of this. The Metal Gear Solid movie is going to be fucking incredible. It's going to, if they I go so. stupid as those games are. Did you see yes. Godzilla or Kong Skull Island? I yes. haven't. But I've seen one clip, and that one clip solidified Jordan Voight Roberts as being the perfect person. Where I said out loud, "So that's why Kojima picked him." Mm-hmm. It's that that clip that I've seen everybody make fun of, but also laugh at the most over the top, pointless suicide where Shay Wiggum, I guess his main his <laughs> character, he just wants to die and oh, have yeah. an honorable death. So he tells everybody, go on. And he grabs some grenades. He pulls off the grenade pins and it cuts to the close up of the grenade grenade pins going off in slow motion. And in my head, I saw clips from Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. And then he goes up to the dinosaur lizard fucking thing. And it's just like, come on, come on. And then the lizard's just like, yeah, no. <laughs> and then he hits the mountain and explodes. Yeah. <laughs> and just said, just, yeah. Kojima the, saw that in the theater. He's like, that's he's the like, guy. This that's guy gets it. That, that guy gets it. That guy understands me. No one else does but him. We're going to have Revolver Ocelot go, ah, ah, to call his Ocelot squad. Only if we get to talk, and I can't remember his name, the guy who's this information person, I can't remember. Um, he talks about like shitting himself in the first, in the first. Oh, Otacon. Otacon, yeah. He Otacon. talks about how he shit himself on a straight fear, and I'm like, what? <laughs> or I, I can't remember who Snake is talking to about trying to get into a box. He's like, I'm not going to join your freaky box religion, okay? <laughs> oh, I think that's a, a um, Fuck, what was her name? I think I know it was a girl. Uh, Mar- Meryl? Meryl. No, Meryl. Uh, Meryl. Yeah. 
But like, 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 like Silverberg Silverberg or something? What, what was that? What's her last name? Like Silverberg? I, I, like it's something I, I like that. I can't remember. It's been like ages, man. Yeah, there, there's some out like people. Video games are dumb, and they need to be that way. Like in Metal Gear Solid Revengeance, you distract mechs with poster boards of hot anime women, <laughs> and they get distracted for stealth kills. But what, what we're saying, and we've said it for two hours now, please let stuff be dumb. Do you guys think yeah. that love can bloom even in the nether realm? Yes, I do. Be, that there's what? I didn't hear. I, I, I think, actually hear I think, that. I think love can bloom in the nether realms all day. I was quoting all day long. Do you think that oh. love can bloom even in Mortal Kombat? Yes. Oh, it can. That's why we get Cassie yes. and Jackie. Yes. You get <laughs> take my heart. <laughs> Man. Okay, here we'll end it off for the people that know and have played, and you know a good chunk of it, Josh, because you played Armageddon and you got the everybody gets to have a place. Who is a character you want in the next movie? A character that I want in the next movie. That has never been in a Mortal Kombat film yet. Well, Annihilation, this with the original. But Cabal is gone now. I sad want, panda. Yeah, yes. I want rain. Okay. I uh, want uh, rain and I want to see what the fuck they do with him to give him a personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, wait, 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 wait. I forgot a part of rain's thing that makes him even worse his color's purple his name is rain and he's an adenian prince <laughs> uh, i forgot about that part yes yes <laughs> Josh dead. he's gone <laughs> i am never giving hideo kojima shit again for amerigo strand bridge or or sam bridge's father's name literally being cliff cliff or princess beach. princess beach anyway i want ermac so i i want my space ninja who's <laughs> what he turns into but yes i think i want to see tavin in the in the sequel <laughs> Hideo Kojima names were? I almost saw him in that freaking portrait. That blew my mind. That's crazy. But Actually, uh, I, I want I want his entire family. That is endgame shit. Like that, like Mortal Kombat Armageddon, it got to the point of where they're like, we made too many fucking characters that nobody likes. Uh uh, put Blaze on a pyramid and have them all kill each other. Okay, how are we gonna do that? David and Dagon are gonna look for dragons, and then um they're going to kill each other, and then one of them's going to get on the pyramid. What's going to happen after that? I don't fucking know. We'll decide that next time. <laughs> I will say, I think that they've gotten a lot better at their story mode, even though it still has that nonsensical fight thing. Oh, yeah. It's gotten worlds better. But, like, yeah, I mean... Yeah. I will literally lose my shit, though, if they, if they kill off Liu Kang in one of the movies and bring him back as a zombie. You know what they what they could do, and I. Here's the thing, you want to know what's really dumb? Liu Kang gets murdered. That was the ballsiest thing they ever did in a Mortal Kombat game. True. The first five minutes of Deadly Alliance, they just snap yes. Liu Kang's neck, nothing, yeah. and then they bring him back as a zombie with like Kratos chains. You cannot use those chains with as Liu Kang in the game. 
Well, that's bullshit. You literally can't. It's that's so true. dumb. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, what I want is Jax to come back, or Jax to be in, and the next fatality he does is the really dumb one for Mortal Kombat 3 where he turns into a titan and then stomps a person. Like he just becomes bigger than the screen and then his foot stops the person. <laughs> he I'm turns just, into a giant. I'm so beside I, myself that you almost didn't come onto this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get into this stupid to, combat shit. But. I had to do some heavy duty, man. I had to do like some groveling in the group chat to get I was in a, I was thing. in an off mood. <laughs> I was in an off mood because I ha- I got kind of barraged by personal. Not there was nobody oh. here. Some people just sorry, like destroy. No people like my my main thing that I'll get into. And it happened here, but it was not as bad. The one thing that pissed me off, and why I didn't want to talk about the movie, was that people were mad at it, not because it was inaccurate to the games, because it's accurate mm. to the games. People were bashing it because it wasn't accurate to the '95 movie. Oh yeah, what? no, and it I don't like that, and I not, and I don't like that. Yeah, that that was the main thing. Where like I was talking to people about how much I liked it. They're like, yeah, but this fight didn't happen in the '95 movie. I'm like, okay, oh, Raiden, no. did, Raiden didn't act like Christopher Lambert. I'm like, because the Raiden in that movie was completely inaccurate. You don't fucking know that. I'm like, it was, I got like I like, like but, yeah, and then I got that. It's like. Uh, yeah, it was, I'm, it was I'm, Highlander yeah. rated. It was Highlander yes. rated, which, but yeah, I mean, which is fine. But it, but yeah. you know, if you're gonna try to do a, ser- a more serious just, version of the of the film, you know, at least more serious as far I, as we, can I will admit now. though, we Highlander Raiden got me the moment where jo- where um Johnny Cage does the split punch on Goro, <laughs> and then it cuts he, goes, yes. to, he smacks the soldier, goes ha ha. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. I just, I, I think just, Christopher Lambert was amazing. I gotta say, even though it wasn't, per, it wasn't accurate at all, but still. Just, just the fact that somebody had the balls to say, how would you know that? And I'm just thinking, just listen to this man talk about how Jax turns into a Titan. There's a space ninja. There's a ninja that's a prince that dresses in purple. His name is Rain. And he just went on the longest tirade about about the the different types of finishers in this series and yes. how they continually tried to one-up him. But yet, they're the experts because they watched one really dumb movie in the 90s. Yeah, that, w- that was the point of where I was just kind of like, I got fed that shit all day where I was at work, and I'm like, I don't even know if I want to talk about this. But then that was just me being really dumb and out of funk. I'm glad I did this because I think this might be the most fun I've ever had to podcast my entire life. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a blast with this. This is the Brock you know show. What, I, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you guys something though. Like, like I find it amazing. First of all, I gotta correct a mistake that I made. I called Bridget Wilson Bridget Williams. I'm sorry about that, but like it's yeah. close enough. Bridget Wilson, Bridget Wilson was <laughs> it's Sonya close in enough. the '95. But um, Sandra Hess was Sonia in Annihilation, and I kind of wanted to nail her. Anyway, okay, so like, <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> you weren't alone. <laughs> I mean, look. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, <laughs> but okay, look, guys. I, no, seriously I though. Nail, I, I wanted to nail uh, 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 Liu Kang in this movie, so you know it's all good. 
You forget you're saying all this like, to your fiance. <laughs> this isn't what even I mean, just audio recorded. We have video now. <laughs> it's recorded in perpetuity. All right, but anyway, um, so like, and the second thing I wanted to say is Jax is played by the guy who plays Jimmy Olsen on Supergirl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's played by Cod Brooks. He's awesome. He's 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 amazing. But like, yeah, dude, that's some that, that is some straight shit right there, man. That's like, is this an upgrade to his career? Well, like, I'm gonna be honest with you here. If I, I got to is. play Jax, if even for one movie, and I got to say the shit that Jax got to say in this movie. I did six tours, motherfucker. These motherfuckers work. Boom! <laughs> we need to have another podcast where we just go off on the stupidest shit we love about video games. Yes. I'm pretty sure Crystal would be able to chime in with Zelda. <laughs> oh, that terrifying thing in Majora's Mask. Was it Majora's Mask? Well, there's a uh, lot of the, terrifying the moon? things in the moon? with like, I mean, not just that, but also like the 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 link. What was it? What was it that you guys were, were talking about? I'm sorry, oh, I'm not a Zelda. You, expert do you mean the Philips CDI? No, 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 no. It was like that. See, there, there was like a like a cut scene or something where Link just goes full on terrifying because his eyes are all white, and they do like know. a really oh, like. Oh, I don't oh, know. That's from Twilight Princess. What Twilight Princess. Sorry, Twilight Princess. Yeah. Light spirit is is giving him that vision. Yeah. Of like how the Triforce works. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was the first <clears throat> Zelda game that I ever played, and I would play it as like a six-year-old little girl. <laughs> Dude, that is some frightening ass shit. Let me tell you. Like, yeah. and I would, I would go off about anything in Kingdom Hearts or maybe even the Mario games, because there's something just so absurdly hilarious about Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door where there's an entire chapter devoted to Mario joining the WWE, going yes. under the yes. pseudonym The Great Gonzalez, because <laughs> the, the fight promoter just doesn't like the name Mario, saying that it doesn't sell. And then that the is... chapter after that turns into a Silent Hill horror, where you go to this town where a bell rings, and it turns a random person into a pig. You fight the boss, and then you see Mario acting so aggressive, and you just stare at this screen for a while. And when you press the button, just like, uh, something gonna happen you realize you just fought yourself you're a blank slate nobody recognizes you and you end up teaming up with a villain and then the uh, the chapter after that turns into pirates of the caribbean and then the chapter after that turns into murder on the orient express what the hell was this directed by david cage <laughs> <laughs> no no okay if you want to talk david cage <laughs> I have a dream. Oh, shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> shut your fucking mouth with that android horse shit. Oh my god. I don't but I, I'm you? sorry, I'm sorry, Brock, but this is David Cage, and let me tell you <laughs> that I am all about the emotions. I, even I admit, when it comes to the androids. When it comes you to see, the androids, the we androids? have the 13 ball sack in our studio. Yes, yes. <laughs> is, is, the, is, is, the, have, yeah. is the adaptation of Heavy Rain still going to happen with the creator of Deadwood? 
You made that up. No, I'm not. You okay. looked it up on. Okay, I swear to God, this was announced like back when Heavy Rain first came out. Like the the creator Deadwood, David Milch, he he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna make a film adaptation of it." Okay, cool. I missed it. On, on right. 15 May 2006, the rights to make Heavy Rain into a film were optioned by New Line Cinema just after the reveal of Heavy Rain the casting. These were later auctioned off to Unique Features, a production company formed by two former New Line executives, Bob Shea and Michael Lynn. Shea and Lynn purchased the film rights with their own funds despite having a first-look deal in place at Warner Brothers, which had bought New Line prior to their departure. David Milch, writer for NYPD, Blue, and Deadwood, was slated to adapt it under the title Rain. What? Cool. So who's going to sign up to be the girl that gets raped? Because that's an every David Cage game. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, it's pick which name character you want. That's what it is. Oh, and are they I'm... still going to have the point where they listen to your inner thoughts and you as the killer go, man, I hope I clean this mess up in time so that we can catch the origami killer so that the people playing the game don't realize it's me. Fuck David Cage. Oh, my God. And on that note, we go ahead and roll credits. God. All Mike, right. Take before, us the fuck out well, of here. Oh before God. this goes way too off the rails. Yeah, yeah. Mike, take um, us out of here. Any, any, any final thoughts on uh, Mortal Kombat? But other other than this franchise is dumb and we love it. I, I think Brock's enjoyment of it has led me to enjoy it more now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, Every everybody, go watch it. Just just go. I don't know even what you're going to expect. Just just go. It and if it just just go and don't ask questions. I will say that for the most part. But man, there is stuff in that film you're not going to like. Yeah. And as much as I like it more than most people, Kiona and Josh bring up legitimate points about why they don't like certain characters. Because even I, as a person who gives that an 8 out of 10, can admit that it probably would have been a 10 if Cole wasn't in it. But you know what, though? None of this is, none of our criticisms are in regard to the actual people who made the film or to the yeah. cast or anything. No. Like, like Louis Tan, dude, you were an awesome guy. I see your Twitter. You're awesome. Yes. So, like, yeah. So, I didn't love Cole, but we love you. So, yeah. Let's just say that. And also, like, Chin Han, dude, you're, you're, you're an awesome dude, too. But... I just miss Kerry Hiro Yuki Tagawa because he's a fellow Hawaii Hawaii guy. So you know. So and you know when it comes that. to my when it comes to when it comes to my criticisms on the writing, I wanted to be known that even though I did give my personal ideas of what I would personally do, I'm not about to say that it didn't happen the way I would do it, and therefore it's bad. I'm genuinely trying to give criticism, constructive criticism, when it comes to the writing, and. I would never say the movie sucks because it's not what I wanted. Yeah. 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 I, I, those, those are all great points all around. I do. I do wish though that they had like a more experienced action director. Um, yeah. To, 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 to like, just, just to really sell these fight sequences. Mm -hmm. um, it has one issue that the MCU has where there's an unnecessary amount of cuts in the fight scenes. Yeah, not, yeah, not, not, not yeah, just, not just the amount of cuts, but yeah. where they, where they cut it to editing, editing. I, yeah. I would have been a ballsy choice and I would have picked Robert Rodriguez. Ooh, Rodriguez would have yeah, been up there, but 
Interesting. I know it is the just go-to answer now for action stuff, but man, if you're going to give it away to people, let Chad Selinski do one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chad Stahelski or Gareth Evans. Yeah. Mm. Just get mm-hmm. any of them, any of the John Wick guys. Just get one of them. Bam. You got to hit yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it, well, we've we, we've been going on for long enough. Uh, before we get out yeah. of here, um, Josh, where can everyone find you online? You can find me on YouTube at Joshboy64. I just posted a trailer that was beautifully edited by my YouTube sister, Gwendolyn J. Stone, for my awesome. Dollar Baby Stephen King movie, Rest Stop, that will be premiering tomorrow at 11.15 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it is going to be followed by a Q&A with me for like 15 minutes or so. They've been having a whole Stephen King Dollar Baby Festival over at the Barker Street Cinema YouTube channel. Go check them out. There were some great dollar babies that they showed, and I'm really proud of all the filmmakers for getting their film seen. It's such a huge honor to be amongst such a talented group of people. Plus, I got a Kevin Smith video on the way. And you can also find me on Twitter at JSH Lozano, where you'll regularly see me fighting against my Irish-British rival, Caitlin, in how she constantly steals the women that I am crushing on. It's absolutely <laughs> soul crushing. Just a small tangent. And then I swear to God, I'm going to pass it off to Crystal. But there no, was, Crystal. There was a. Yeah. Yes, please. I'll pass there. it off to you when I talk about the women I'm crushing on. You guys, <laughs> you guys know. You guys know about the, the Josh fight, right? Can you explain that to me, please? I have no Josh. idea. <laughs> okay. So it's a dumb thing where it was a dumb meme where this guy sent messages to all these Joshes. And yes. one was like, why are, Why did you message? Did you just message all of us named Josh? No, he, he specifically said, so you are probably wondering why I've gathered you you here. <laughs> and just like, yeah, what's going on? It's like, no, the question like, because we have all the same names. And he's like, yes, we're going to meet up at these coordinates and we're going to fight to the death and the winner gets to keep their name. Well, that's the thing. They're not all Joshes. They're all Joshua Swain. Okay. Oh my God. They ended up actually meeting up. They did? (laughs) People did meet up at at this other location. It's like thousands of Josh's and they started beating the shit out of each other with those like no uh, with those like a uh, uh, foam noodles oh my god oh my but god she, but oh my, my friend Caitlin, heart attack dude my friend Caitlin she posted that and of course I had to comment because I mean I'm the only friend she has at least I'm not trying to suck my own dick or anything but I think I'm the only friend she has named Josh I could be wrong and I commented Huh. In chess, the pawns go first, oh, and then that's when. <laughs> and then, what did she say? She said something like, "Well, you didn't even go, so you wouldn't even be a pawn because they ignored you." And that's what you said. That's why the pawns go first. <laughs> no, I was just so beside myself. That was so. That was such a huge fucking burn. <laughs> And this is the worst thing that she's ever Hilarious. that I've ever seen from her. And that's seeing somebody roast her when she did one of those uh, uh, filter things where she made herself uh, look like a guy. And someone said, "You look like an extra from Dunkirk." <laughs> yeah, Ouch. 
Wow. Ouch. That, Yikes. What she That's said about no. me and me not e- like being ignored, so I'm not even a pawn. I was like, ouch, that's worse than the Dunkirk thing. But yeah, Josh Moore 64, <laughs> JSH Lozano, Barker Street Cinema. Go check that stuff out. All okay. right, Crystal. I can't even. Jesus. What is happening here? <laughs> this podcast has turned into a Mortal Kombat film of stupidity. <laughs> It has. It really would have it any yeah. other way. No. <laughs> Which I have absolutely nothing going for me right now. So you can just find me at Twitter and simply underscore ragu eight sixteen. Um, that that's it, Josh. <laughs> All right, Brock. I I don't even know what I am anymore. You can find me at Dorganoid Zero on everything, Twitch, YouTube, all that stuff. Me and Mike do a couple shows together. Me, Mike, Kiona are actually going to be doing a show relatively soon. I will give an exact date because we still need to finish some stuff before we do it, but I'm very excited about that. So, yeah. And Kiona? Um, First of all, I would like to greatly apologize for my Sandra Hess comment that was extremely out of line, and I apologize to her, and I apologize to all of Twitter before they can come on my ass, which is... (laughs) Not a good phrase. Not a good phrase. I just realized I'm so sorry. I just turned 40, okay? My brain is farting all over the place. Anyway. So I run the uh, the official Twitter for Renegade Pop Culture. It's at Ren Pop Culture. Please come and, uh, and don't on my ass uh, anything um, except... To send your rude comments. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, it's Ren Pop Culture, Ren Not Stimpy. Uh, you can find us at renegadepopculture.com. That's where we have all of our articles. It's where we have all of our podcasts and everything, man. I don't know what's going on. I'm not even drunk right now. This is me sober. I'm sorry. Um, I, I apologize to the universe. Uh, you know, um, yeah, that's where you can find me, guys. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> and you guys All can right. find me on Twitter at CaptainK42. Check out my quick thoughts on letterbox.com slash CoachK42 and find me all in the various Facebook groups just at my name. You can check out all of our podcasts on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Follow um, the official Twitter at RenPopCulture. And everything can be found at RenegadePopCulture.com. Need escape? So do we. That'll do it for this special uh, birthday free-for-all arcade theater podcast. Let's get the hell out of here. Don't come on my ass. Bye!